This land is your land This land is my land From California To the New York Island From the Redwood Forest To the Gulf Stream waters This land was made for you and me As I was walking a ribbon of highway I saw above me Endless skyway I saw below me A golden valley This land was made for you and me I've roamed and rambled and I followed my footsteps Sparkling sands of a diamond desert And all around me a voice was sounding This land was made for you and me The sun was shining and I was strolling That wheat field's waving the dust clouds rolling and the fog was lifting and a voice was saying this land was made for you and me this land is your land and this land is my land from California to the New York Island from the redwood forest to the Gulf Stream waters This land was made for you and me This land was made for you and me This land was made for you and me
You know what I really love? <laughs> the Arnie State Show. It's filthy as hell. That is bona fide badass. Hit it, Maestro. Listen up, ass face. Ass, ass face. You're getting some ass. Yeah, baby. Wow. Call 775-357-FANS or 775-376-EZEZ. Still gives me goosebumps. Good Veterans Day morning to everyone. Happy Veterans Day to all the men and women who served our country selfishly or selflessly and provided a blanket of freedom that we can never repay you for. Thank you so, so very much. And I didn't do something yesterday, and yesterday was the Marine Corps' birthday. I didn't see the email, Arise, you sent it to me because Mr. Arise is a Marine as well, so let me do it right here and now. Marine Corps. Happy birthday to you. There you go. Jesus H. Christ. Holy Jesus. A jelly donut? Holy dog shit. Texas only steers and queers come from Texas. And you don't much look like a steer to me, so that kind of narrows it down. <laughs> there you go. To Arlie Ermey. The late, great Arlie Ermey. Marine Corps veteran. And all the veterans out there. Thank you once again for your service. I know that I appreciate it. I know that a lot of people appreciate it. Uh, oh, good Lord. Wow, that's crazy. Uh, Christopher, I hope you don't mind if I read what you just sent me. I'll, I'll read it here in just a little bit. I, I, I have to start uh, the show today. Lots and lots of stuff to get to. Okay, lots and lots of stuff. Let me say good mornings first. Uh, let's see. Um, Braddy Kid, first one here, and she talks about how Alan Jackson's Chattahoochee song is about wieners and snow cones, okay? Uh, then straight from Braddy Kid, I hope you have a wonderful day, and today is Thursday, and you know what that means today, don't you? Bucky's day! Bucky's! Yeah. yeah, yeah, today's a Bucky's day. Bucky's day! Bucky's! There you go. Ah, uh, yes, we are headed to Bucky's here in a little while. I'm actually getting some knife sharpened, and uh, got to go to the knife sharpening place first. Get my Bowie knife done. Better pass the paper test. Oh, man, I can't wait. Can't wait. Uh, let's see. Straight Fire says, happy Thursday, ass. Thank you to all the veterans who served this great country. Amen to that. Douglas says, good morning, ass. Uh, Derek says, good morning, ass family. Happy Friday evening. Put up a bunch of American flags. That's awesome. He arrives, says, happy Veterans Day. And good morning. Alicia says, happy Veterans Day to all those that served. Thank you for your sacrifices. Fred says, God bless America and God bless our troops and veterans. Amen. Arise says, thank you to Mr. Arise for his service in the Marine Corps recon. Awesome. Derek says, happy Veterans Day. Sassy Pammy says, good morning. Cameron Dice says, good morning, ass family. Happy Veterans Day. And Braddy Kid, once again, very, very excited. This is actually her. Bucky's Day. Bucky's There you go. All right. Now, yesterday, I asked about uh, the, the show Letter Kenny. And y'all told me to go to Hulu. Well, Hulu's offering a free month. So, guess what? I've been binging some fucking Letter Kenny. And if I start speaking like a Canadian, then forgive me because I've watched like 10 episodes of that show. 
Christopher, glad to see you all here today. He says, good morning, family. Christopher, would you mind if I read what uh, you wrote me? Or is this just for me? Because it'll go right after my new daily observations. And we got football today with Joe Murphy. Lake Tahoe Joe Murphy's going to be here. We got lots of football to talk about. But yesterday's daily observations. Number one was I was watching, and stupid ass me, it's a free fucking month. I should have got the free month with no damn commercials. Idiot. So I'm watching this, and there's a there, there's some sort of exercise equipment commercial on, like Nautilus or I don't know. I know it wasn't Peloton because nobody was dying. And uh, it was Michael Phelps. Yay, I'm Michael Phelps. Mom, Mom, can we go to Subway? Okay, yeah. I, well, I read the first part of it, Christopher, and, and the first part caught me off guard, so I am going to read that. Okay. But I had Michael Phelps, and he's, like, pushing exercise equipment. Here's my observation. If I was a heavily decorated Olympic champion, probably the most decorated Olympic athlete of all time, do you think I would ever fucking work out again? I'm done. Motherfucker, I, I wouldn't even have a pool in my backyard if I was Michael Phelps. I'd be like, fuck that shit. My damn body is so waterlogged. Fuck you. And I ain't never. I'm just telling you right now, when they call me back to the Olympics to do whatever coverage I'm going to do, I'm rolling back in there at 750 pounds. Well, uh, you've seemed to let yourself go. Let myself go. Hey, I can't hear you over all these fucking gold medals. I ain't ever working out again. Good Lord. Yeah, yeah, Letter Kenny was that show we were watching. Yeah, we, 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 you, you got a couple bad ones though. Uh, that's all. The one right after that, like, like I watched one more last night. It was really, really funny. Uh, but yeah, Michael Phelps pushing exercise equipment. Come on, Michael. Live a little bit, man. Have a donut. I don't know. I, I have like five or six donuts. Holy Jesus. A jelly donut? That's what I would say if I was Michael Phelps. <laughs> Hell yeah, bring it on. What was the last one I read? Michael Phelps. I don't know what the last one I wrote is, but the next one I wrote is about pajamas for dogs. Now, first of all, I think the whole idea of pajamas is stupid. You don't have gym shorts or underwear or sleep in the nude. Uh, like, And there are people that have not only one pair of pajamas, but multiple pair of pajamas. Now, I, I don't understand that, first of all, for human beings, let alone for dogs. Why do dogs need pajamas? It's not like they had a hard day at work and have to undo their tie. Jackasses, we need to get PJs for our our dog. I hope that company goes out of business. First of all, dogs don't need clothes. See, they have this fur that protects them. We, We have to wear clothes. We're human beings. Dogs don't care. They stick their noses in each other's ass. 
See, look, look the, the, the difference between PJs and what you have from Bucky's, the onesies, you wear those around the house. That, that, that's your evening wear. I, I understand evening wear. Evening wear is like a T-shirt and, and, and warm-up shorts. Pajamas? I don't understand. And pajamas for dogs? What in the blue fuck is wrong with you? Radburger's jumping on board with me here. He just texted me. By the way, this new update on Apple sucks, man. I'm having a hard time with my text. An Olympic champion, you are perfectly okay to change your body from fit to fat anytime you want. Relax and change a little bit. But please don't change as much as a certain track Olympian champion. A bit too much change. (laughs) Hashtag Caitlyn Jenner. Oh, man, I, I, I mean to tell you, when I saw the ad for dog pajamas, I, I just, it, my head turned like I heard a dog whistle, like I heard something crazy. Jesus. I know I'm going to remember what the, whatever the third one is because I can't even read my own writing because I wrote it down too damn fast. Matching, no, we're getting Bubba at matching one today. No, Bubba's not putting on, look. Bubba just got back from the vet. Last night, I got to tell you a true story here. Last night, I got scared. And I'm being, I'm being totally honest and vulnerable and truthful with you. I was, I was terrified last night. Now, if you know anything about Bubba, my dog, uh, he's a French Mastiff. He's like the dog from Turner and Hooch. And he has an aortic, some word I can't pronounce, meaning his, his heart doesn't get enough blood pumped to it. It's getting there, but it's not getting there enough. And that we know, we've known this for a long, long time. And one vet said he, he could live two years, he could live, live two weeks, he could live eight years or nine years. So every day I thank God that we get an extra day with him. As much as the dog pisses me off, he's my buddy. Last night, before we were going to bed, he went outside. He's doing his business. And then we let the, the, the shit disturber go outside. That's Bella. That's the, that's the corgi. That's bratty kid's corgi because that dog wants nothing to do with me except step on my feet when I'm trying to fucking cook. Oh, did I cook a mean meal last night? Oh, I'll tell you about it. But uh, the corgi goes outside, and, and Bubba thinks it's playtime. And Bubba just starts hauling ass. Bubba can't run. Well, he can run, but he can't run for great long periods because, once again, his heart issue. And he'd been outside for a while. I was getting my stuff ready to go to bed, and I'd go outside to bring him in, and he's just laying in the grass. I mean, he is just laying there. And I'm like, Bubba, come on in. And usually that's enough, but he didn't even move. I'm like, Bubba. Nothing. So now I'm starting to get worried. So I start to walk towards him. He gets up, and he takes four steps, and pretty much he he doesn't collapse, but he just lays down again. He only took like two steps and was out again. And I'm like, "Uh uh-oh, this isn't good. So I, I sit there in the grass with him for a second. I'm like, let's go inside, buddy. And he barely makes it inside, and he lays down. Last night was one of those scary times you have with the dog. And today he went to the vet. 
Yeah, it was already scheduled to go because he had to get his fucking talons cut. And uh, they said that he weighs 189 pounds. For God's sakes! Yeah, I know. He is a huge dog. He needs to be like between 160 and 170. So so we got to cut out the peanut butter crackers. Sorry, buddy. The uh, the every once in a while a butter cookie. Yeesh. No more steak because that upsets his stomach. So it was a tough. It, I, like I even had a bad nightmare about it last night. Woke my ass up. So there you go. Now let me read this uh, this before we even start the show. I got to read you this letter from Christopher. It says, "Hey Arnie, you'll never guess." Oh, by the way, all the listener mail sponsored by JS Floors. They're the best in the West. You know what the rest like to do? Yeah, they like to feed your dogs extra food to fatten them up so they can't protect your house when they come in and steal your deodorant and your underwear. That's what they do. They come to your house, they steal your underwear, they steal your, your, your deodorant, and then they try to sell them on the black market. And your dog can't do anything about it because they've been overfed by the competitors. Jazz Floors won't do that, my friends. No, no, sir, they won't. Jazz Floors will be there, and they will just put your floors in, and they will be amazing floors. Give Jesse a call at 775-267-4123. Says, hey, Arnie, you'll never guess what happened to me yesterday at work. I was attacked by a drugged-out parent. Holy shit. Wait, wait, wait. We, we, we need to give this a proper holy shit. Holy shit! He was trying to get in the bus with the kids, and I got in a fight with him. Holy shit! No punches were thrown, but we struggled for a long time, and the kids were terrified. Screaming, crying, piled on top of one another, wondering if they should jump out of the emergency exit. The guy eventually gave up and left, but holy shit. Holy shit! I got a call from the new superintendents, and they called me a hero for defending the kids. Amen to that. I second that. But this is why I'm a school bus driver. Could I, could I make a better living? Uh... Driving big rig, city bus, or garbage truck? Oh, hell. Oh, hell yeah. A swing manager at McDonald's makes more than me. But I drive a bus because I love and value the children. What's more important, a truck full of vacuum cleaners or a bus full of kids? I'm named after St. Christopher, the saint of travelers and children, so it brings my life meaning and satisfaction to protect these kids every day. Thanks for listening. Oh, here's the incident report. He sends me the whole incident report. My God, dude. Christopher, wow. Man, oh, man. I don't envy that job being a bus driver because I'd smack kids around. I'm just going to tell you that right now. A kid would say something, he'd pack it. I, I would be Otto the bus driver from The Simpsons. I'm not kidding. Ogre says, uh, Christopher, next time gouges cracky fucking eyes out. Christopher says, holy shit, right? Yeah, I mean, that is a holy shit right there. See, those are the incidents that I hope and pray for happening to me. Holy shit! Mm-mm-mm. For me to be able to go off and whoop the shit out of somebody and not get in trouble for it, oh, I'm just telling, look, look, I'm just going to say it right now. I had to put some fucking wrestling moves on him. That motherfucker's going to get DDT'd right on the damn cement. Mm-mm. Reverse headlock, bam, drop his ass down. I might even put him in the figure four until the police get there. 
And yes, I would give a big woo. I ain't going to drop him in the stunner because that would hurt my ass too much. The DDT would break my fall. His head would break my fall. I've done it for real on a kid and knocked him out once. And I was in seventh grade. Either that or <laughs> they had this move that the uh, fabulous Freebirds got. Terry Gordy had it. This is one of the worst moves I've ever seen. And if you do it to somebody, it fucking hurts. It's called, <laughs> pardon my naming it, but it was called the Oriental Spike. Oriental. The Oriental Spike. What you did is you would, you'd make a fist and you have your fist and you'd have your thumb up like you're giving the Fonzie A. And you jam that fucking thumb right into somebody's neck. That fucking hurts. Derek says, that's awesome, Christopher. Great job. I, I second that, man. Good for you. Christopher, you went above and beyond. I hope they recognize. I, I honestly hope that they recognize you, Christopher. Like, like a medal of sorts. I and I'm not kidding. I'm totally not kidding. I might have to reach out to the school department and say, "Hey, this guy deserves a medal. He saved a bus full of kids from some crackhead." Mm mm mm. I was wondering where Umaga got it from. Yeah, this guy named Killer Khan brought it to World Class Championship Wrestling, and then Terry Gordy stole it. But, yes, the Oriental Spike was a devastating move. Uh, all right, let's, uh, let's get to the events of yesterday and things that happened yesterday. Not on the show, because, of course, that coward hasn't fucking responded back, but I didn't expect them to. By the way, yesterday on social media, I did uh, put up the old calendar shoot picture of me, minus a lot of tattoos, and I even had hair in that picture. And by the way, before anybody asks, yes, that was a Texas Longhorn hat I was wearing in the photo. Well, there's a police investigation going on right now. The officer I talked to yesterday said that it would take several weeks. Well, nonetheless, you should still get a medal, my friend. That's awesome. Um, uh, Elise says, loved it, the picture. Yeah, that was my little throwback yesterday. So a lot of people, we, we had a, a big discussion yesterday about Kyle Rittenhouse, and, and you guys righted me on a lot of the situations about him crossing state lines, and I thought it was a bigger deal because I listened to the media because I'm dumb. Well, yesterday, I guess the judge fucking just dropped the hammer on the prosecution. And it was not a good day for the prosecution against Kyle Rittenhouse. I mean, dickhead Joe Biden called him a white supremacist last year. He's going to have to end up taking that one back. But if you watched any of it, yeah, yesterday was a tough day to watch because Kyle Rittenhouse, he broke down. Here's part of what happened yesterday. The ju- Well, if it plays, 5, 4, 3, 2, 1. First of all, Your Honor, this was the subject of a motion. I'm well aware of that. And the court left the door open. This- for me, not for you. 
My understanding of you should have come and asked for, uh, you for reconsideration. Betcha. You did on the one motion, and in fact, I granted your motion oh, for golly. reconsideration. That was excuse on our me, motion. I, I, uh, not to, uh, excuse me. I, uh, I did. I granted. We did not move that for reconsideration. That was motion. I, I, we have I, not filed any me. motions to reconsider in this case. That was their motion for reconsideration, which I denied. But uh, I said I denied it or I indicated a bias towards denial is what I did. Held it open with a bias towards denial. Why would you think that that made it okay for you without any advance notice to bring this matter before the jury? You are already, you were, I, I was a, astonished when you began your examination by commenting on the defendant's post-arrest silence. That's basic law, it's been basic law in this country for 40 years, 50 years. I have no idea why you would do something like that. And it gives, um, uh, well, I'll, I'll leave it at that. I so I don't know what you're up to. May I respond? Yes. I don't want to hear his response because that guy's a piece of shit. And Kyle Rittenhouse started to cry yesterday during the cross-examination. And I can only imagine what it's like to take another life if you're not prepared for it. And Kyle Rittenhouse, he might have had the gun, he might have shot the gun, but he wasn't ready to take someone's life, and now he's reliving it. See, this is why I, I have to give a little bit of sympathy to Alec Baldwin. I hate Alec Baldwin. But Alec Baldwin has to live with, and, and this is what we are celebrating today. We're celebrating veterans because they signed up, and they have to live with the fact that they took other human li lives. Now, if they didn't take those lives, their lives would be taken. Kyle Rittenhouse was in a position where he was going to be shot by one of these guys. The guy raised the gun and pointed it at him. And Kyle Rittenhouse then took his gun, pointed it at that guy, and shot him. Didn't kill him. Killed two other guys. Kyle Rittenhouse started crying on... Um, the stand yesterday, and lo and behold, guess who made a comment about it on Twitter? Oh, you ready for this? LeBron James. Yeah, that big cum bucket. LeBron James says, what tears? I didn't see one. Man, knock it off. That boy ate some lemon heads before walking in court. And then the laugh emojis. LeBron? Why, you know what, LeBron? Why don't you just shut the fuck up? Boy, if, is he trying to be like Darth Vader to where everybody hates him forever? I mean, everybody already hated him before. But you want to hate you want to get more hate than the prosecutor in this case? Lisa says, I was so pissed off with the prosecutor, he kept asking why he had a gun if he didn't feel like the crowd was hostile towards him. It's called fucking insurance, you ignorant fuck. Do you have a driver? Do you, do you have driver's insurance? Yes, of course. For LeBron James to call a 17, now I guess 18-year-old kid out who took somebody's life. And I read so many posts yesterday all over social media 
about how people were breaking down also along with Kyle Rittenhouse when he had to relive this. I don't want this declared a mistrial because I don't want him to be retried, and they will retry Kyle Rittenhouse, or whatever, that's his name, Kyle Rittenhouse? They'll retry him. I'm ready for the jury to say not guilty. He was having a full-on panic attack reliving the moment. Yes. What are you mailing me, Brett? Brett? Oh, nailing it. Okay, yeah. LeBron James wants to come out and talk about that. Somebody who cries? You want to call out somebody who cries, Captain Floposaurus? I tell you what, man. I, I hope that there's an NBA player out there who doesn't give a fuck and just goes after LeBron. Tooth and fucking nail. LeBron, you big choke artist. And you know what? You will never, ever be the greatest. You are a walking, talking pile of shit. Uh, the judge is going to rule with mistrial with prejudice so he can't be retried. I hope not. I, I, hope, I hope that is what ha- I either hope that happens. Or I hope he's found not guilty. Oh, absolutely LeBron is a fucking racist. LeBron is one of the most racist people on the face of the earth. Now, you want to talk about race? Let's talk about race. Let's talk about somebody who is a racist, but now hides behind the liberal flag of, oh, I'm not a racist, I feel their pain. And I'm talking about the one and only dumb fuck of the, of the millennium, Jimmy Kimmel. Jimmy Kimmel came out and said the reason, there are other reasons, but let me play it for you. Here, listen to him. If anything can get the American people fired up, it's infrastructure. So, and Biden is alone. If Americans really aren't happy with his vice president, Kamala Harris. Kamala Harris has an approval rating of 28%, which is makes no sense because she basically has nothing to do. I mean, it's like <laughs> criticizing a backup quarterback. Tom Brady's okay. I don't love the way Blaine Gabbert has his legs folded on the bench. I have to be honest. Kamala's approval rating uh, of 28% is even lower than the 30% who approved of Dick Cheney in 2008 after he shot a guy in the face. <laughs> I think these people are forgetting that at least 10% of the of those polled approved of Dick Cheney because he shot a guy in the face. I think I know why Kamala's ratings Here are low, is. besides sexism and racism, which are the obvious ones. It's because whenever she's next to Joe, standing near him behind... I, I don't even need to hear that. He just blamed the American people. They don't like Kamala Harris because they're sexist and racist. Now, did he say the exact same thing? when she actually ran for president and received 0% of the votes, when, when all the Democrats were throwing their names in there, the most she got was 2%. In all the caucuses, in all the debates, in all those delegates, the most she ever got was 2%. 
2%. And that was her own party. So would you like to talk about who's a racist? Why don't we talk about Kamala Harris, the racist? Did anybody get to see Kamala Harris in France yesterday? Because that's where she is right now. You know, the czar of immigration trying to uh, reestablish our, 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 our standing with the French. Listen to her accent that she used yesterday. We campaign with the plan, uppercase T, uppercase P, the plan. The plan. And then the environment is such that we're expected to defend the plan. Even when the first time we roll it out, there may be some glitches and it's time to reevaluate and then do it again. She used a fake French accent while addressing French scientists. The plan. Ha ha. That's all she left out was the ha-ha, would you like a cigarette, the plan, ha-ha. Are you fucking kidding me? Does that mean when she goes to Mexico, well, first of all, she ain't ever going to Mexico because that would be her doing her fucking job. Oh, hey, hey, you Americans, I'm a greasy Mexican. Is that what she's going to say? She needs to point at a tower and say, boss, the plane, the plane. Oh, God rest Hervé Villachez's soul. But but it's it it's racism and sexism that makes Kamala Harris's approval rating below Dick Cheney's. It could be the fact, I don't know, that that she is breaking one of our major rules here. Do your fucking job. Because she is the she is the the immigration czar. Isn't it funny how we use these old communist terms like czar now? But that ain't even the best. Look, th- this this is what makes me laugh about this administration so much. This administration doesn't know when to get out of its own way. Ever. Yesterday, this happened as well. John Kerry, the U.S. climate czar, who came out and he was in China, or he's talking about China, because China is the world's biggest polluter. China said that they will increase their cooperation and speed up their action to rein in climate-damaging emissions, which we know is a lie because the day before they said, we're going to continue to build coal mines. A reporter mentioned the -the behind-the-scenes meetings and asked if Kerry ever mentioned any contentious issues like the use of forced labor for building solar panels. John Kerry said, and I quote, <clears throat> we certainly know what they are and, uh, and, and we've articulated them, but that's not my lane here. 
My job is to be the climate guy. So, so when you see slave labor, you're not to speak out. When you know slave labor is happening, you're not going to speak out. Well, that's not my lane. That's not your lane. You're representing the United States of America. And by you saying that's not my lane means, well, we got to appoint somebody else to, to drive in that lane. That's not my lane. A spokesperson for former senator said, John John Kerry spent his 37-year career as a senator and secretary of state standing up for human rights and defending democracy. Well, he sure as fuck didn't do it yesterday. John Kerry is A-OK with slavery. I would say so, since that's not his lane. Now, to their, to their credit, I'll ha- I give both sides. In August, the United States blocked the imports of solar panels from at least three Chinese companies, and they reasonably indicated the use of forced labor. The paper said the U.S. prohibits the import of goods made by coerced workers. Well, that's not true because I see kids walking around with Nikes all the time. Silence is violence, and John Kerry just engaged in it. I agree. I find it truly, truly amazing that all these people, and and honestly, this is what's happening. Since last Tuesday, a week ago Tuesday, when Virginia flipped, Democrats know that their time is, is coming to an end. And rather than doing what's right and saying, oh, well, I, let, let, let me just say this. I, doing what's right. Doing what would be right for the power of their party. And that would be to start acquiescing and start kind of ramping down their, their agenda right now. Giving some freedoms back to Americans. And you see, that way, Americans would go, hey, these Democrats aren't too bad next year when they go to vote in November because we are now less than a year away from the midterm elections, which, by the way, let me just say this right now. I've said it before, and I'll say it again. Next year's elections, sounds like a broken record, will be the most important elections of your entire lives. I'm not using hyperbole here. I'm not trying to to be dramatic. I'm just being truthful. And Democrats know that. Republicans know that. And instead of ramping things down, like I said, to try to hold on to that power, what they're doing is now they're doubling and tripling down to do whatever they want for the next year. And they don't give a shit about the future, obviously. They care about right now and what kind of power they have right here and right now. 
and it's going to make the 2024 election very, very interesting. Now, somebody says they want to think about running for president in 2024. Howard Stern. Go Tigers. Howard Stern came out yesterday, said he should run for president in 2024, and he would beat Donald Trump's ass. Really, Howard? Maybe not a lot of people will remember this, but Howard Stern thought about running for governor of New York. And I think that at that time, back when he was the top guy in all of radio, I think he could have won, but he didn't want to disclose his financials, something that you have to do if you run for public office. And he pulled out. He also pulled out because they would have fucking found a bunch of skeletons in his closet, like the fact that he was cheating on his wife. This week, Howard Stern has come out and talked about how he doesn't watch the NFL, but but Aaron Rodgers should be kicked out of the league. And now he's saying Donald Trump, he would kick Donald Trump's ass in an election. Let, let, let me just say this right now. Howard Stern is probably the biggest pussy I've ever seen. Howard Stern talks a good game, but he can't back up shit. He lied to his listeners for years and years about how good of a man he was to be faithful to his wife while on the side banging porn star after porn star after porn star. That's why he and his wife got a divorce. The movie Private Parts is nothing but fiction. Howard Stern is, and look, I've been called misogynistic, and I'll own up to it. I'm a misogynistic pig, yes, but not as bad as Howard Stern. And he thinks that he, really, really, you want to run for president. And there's that one damning tape that Billy Bush has of Donald Trump where he says he'd grab chicks by the pussy. Howard, we have your entire career on tape. There is, there's, there's, you're going to get your hardcore Howard Stern fans that vote for him. This would be a landslide victory if Donald Trump decides to run. And by the way, if the Democrats are stupid enough to let Howard Stern run for president, which they won't do, they deserve to lose everything. There doesn't need to be a Democrat in office. I, I, <laughs> that's just fucking comical. If he's, hey, look, look, I'll say this. He's great at marketing himself. He is truly great at that. I can't take that away from him. But I will tell you this. He's a moron. If this is a way to get more subscribers, okay, I can live with that. But really, Howard? Really? Because it ain't going to happen there, Hoss. I, I, I'm just telling you, it ain't going to happen. Uh, let's see what else we... Oh, oh, I know what the other thing was that I wanted to discuss. Here it is. This, is. this was part of my daily observation. We need to just stop. Okay? We, we need... No more of this talk about remaking 
one of the greatest movies ever. Roadhouse. That's right. The talks have started again to remake Roadhouse. No. The first time we heard about it, they wanted Ronda Rousey to play the role of Dalton, which was so expertly cast way back in the day by one Sir Patrick Swayze. Yes, I have already knighted him. He was perfect for the movie. His feathered mullet was amazing. And now they're talking about remaking the movie about the double deuce, one of the rowdiest bars in the Kansas City, Missouri area. Now it, the, the, the remake was talked about with Ronda Rousey. And that fell apart, thank God, because of people like me. And just to make it even worse, I didn't think that they could make it worse. But they have talked about it. And now there are talks in place that the movie Roadhouse could be remade. With Jake Gyllenhaal. Really? Jake Gyllenhaal to play Dalton? No. No, 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 no. C- come on. Let, let, let's just, let, let's all step back real quick, just one quick second. Jake Gyllenhaal is in. All right, actor, I guess. His sister's ugly as fucking a dog's ass. His sister looks like an orangutan's ass. You remember when you went to the zoo as a kid? When we still had zoos and zoos were cool? And you look at that that orangutan and it's got that red ass? That's Maggie Gyllenhaal. You don't know what Maggie Gyllenhaal goes? Just go to National Geographic. She ain't one of them gals with the big old titties. She is one of them orangutans that has a red ass, but that red ass is her face. And now her brother possibly could be remaking Patrick Swayze's finest work. Roadhouse. Well, wasn't it enough that we had to suffer through the remake with Chris Hemsworth of Red Dawn? Dawn? Wolverines! Wasn't that bad enough? Weren't we punished enough? And now they want to punish us more with Jake Gyllenhaal in... Roadhouse. No! What, is Jake going to suck off the bad guys to keep them from... Yeah, yes, that's exactly what he'll do. He's a good actor, but not for action. He was in the Spider-Man, and it was all CGI and motion caption action. Yeah. Look, look. I'm just going to tell you right now. Remember the ugly chick in Roadhouse? The, the, the chick that brings him over, uh, Rhoda Dalton coffee and stuff, the real ugly chick who ends up singing with the blind singer? Remember her? She, she would be able to whip Jake Gyllenhaal. I mean, it, look, you can't make the, There's so many reasons why you can't make this movie. Because this guy ain't even alive. <laughs> 
Jeff Healy isn't even alive. The, the, the blind guitar player. Girl, you're looking fine I mean, come, come on. Come on. No, I said Red Dawn. No, I said Red Dawn. <laughs> Not Red Dawn. That's terrible, but at least it's not Robert Pattinson. If it was Robert Pattinson, I'm just going to tell you right now. If they said Robert Pattinson was in talks to do Roadhouse, I would no longer be able to do this show because I'd be incarcerated. Because I I would definitely go on a killing spree. I'm just just letting you know. Robert Pattinson is the new Dalton? No. It's going to be hard enough to watch him as Batman. And find it believable. Because, I mean, it's Robert Pattinson. Can't get, look, look. You could, you could, so let, let, let's go down this road, shall we? Yeah, I, I hope y'all don't mind. Let's go down the road of Batmans. Michael Keaton. Can you see Michael Keaton whooping anybody's ass? I can. Because yeah, you think about movies like Gung Ho, Night Shift back in the day. Michael Keaton was, yeah, he's, you, you figure he could be in a scrap or two. Val Kilmer, eh, not so much. But, hey, he was Iceman in, in the original Top Gun. And he's going to be in Top Gun, colon, Maverick, part two, which I'm still not seeing. Likely. And then you had George Clooney. Look, that, that was the first time that I ever thought that Robin could kick Batman's ass was when, when that, those two were in that movie. Then we have Ben Affleck. Now, Ben Affleck, tough old boy from Boston. I hated him as Batman, but I, 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 could, I could buy it. I could buy it. Am I missing anybody? Adam West was the ultimate Batman. He, Adam West could whip anybody's ass. But let me just tell you this right now. No. Robert Pattinson. Robert Pattinson isn't even as tough as Kristen Stewart. He turned her into a lesbian. She's fixing to marry some other gal. Why? Because she was stuck with Robert Pattinson. She was eating vagina a long time ago. This wasn't new for her. Robert Pattinson picked up his skirt and showed her his gash. Girl, you're looking fine tonight. How the fuck would Jeff Healy know? <laughs> Wouldn't it be, <laughs> my hands think your face is curvy and strange tonight? The guy from Ireland. Who's, who's the guy from Ireland? Who's it? Oh, Faith and Begara. Who played? What, you want that guy or the guy from Ireland? Wait, let's see. It went Michael Keaton, Val Kilmer, George Clooney. Oh, Kristen Bale. Oh, from Wales. See, Christian Bale, when he lost his shit on that guy, I could see Christian Bale being in a scrap or two. Robert Pattinson has never gotten to a fight in his life. I just can't buy it. I just can't buy it. Yeah, I, I, I got you now. Christian Bale. He's from Wales, not Ireland. Entirely two different countries. 
If they want to get a lead for Roadhouse that's stronger than Dalton, they need to get pancreatic cancer. Amen. I knew I was leaving one of the Batmans out. Everybody liked everybody liked Christian Bale too. I just couldn't get over his. I I I, I just couldn't get over his lisp when he was Batman. Citizens of Gotham, I am the Batman. Commissioner Gordon and I are going to clean up the sassy streets of this cell soul. He must be an Obama supporter, Ireland, Wales. What's the difference? Yeah, Jake Gyllenhaal as Dalton in a remake of Roadhouse. No, thank you. I will not be seeing that. Never. Never, ever. No one will. No one will. Uh, By the way, the jokes today uh, on TikTok, today's jokes are... uh, why does the queen move more than a king on a chessboard? Because it looks like a kitchen floor. <laughs> what beer do orphans drink? Fosters. Oh, wait, hold on. I, I got to get a song ready. Shit, I wanted to do this earlier. Hold on for the third joke. Uh-huh. Uh, here we go. Let's see. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Hey yo, it's crazy shit. At the path throwing up as I thought the fool's kid buying this. Cruising down the street in my six fall. Jocking the bitches. Hit the juice on my ride. I got front and back. And side, side to side. side. Then I let the alpine play. Play. Pumping new shit buying WA. It was gangster gangster at the top of the Hold list. on, I gotta then get I to it. Then I played my old shit. It went something like this. Cruising down the street in my six fall. Jocking the bitches. Slapping the hoes. Went to the park to get the scoop. Knucklehead out there, cold shooting some hoop. A car pulls up. Who could it be? A fresh El Camino rolling Kilo G. He rolled down his window and he started to say, It's all about making that GTA. Now I can tell you the joke. Why does Viagra sell so badly in low-income neighborhoods? Because the boys in the hood are always hard. You see, because the boys in the hood are always hard. I went a long way for that one and fucked it all up, but I don't care. It's still funny. Terry Funk can play the same character. He could. He could. Oh, my God. That's fucking funny. Uh, Christian Bale Batman wasn't badass till he teamed up with his sidekick. <laughs> Ickley, the crime-fighting cow. <laughs> Oh, all right. All right. I told the jokes in for today. All right. Get that out of the way. Uh, last two stories before we uh, we we take a break and we talk about NFL. Th- look, this was sent to me yesterday. I think, Douglas, you sent this to me. I- if you want to hear something that shouldn't come out. Oh, I haven't talked about my masterpiece yet, my dinner. Let, let, let me tell this story, and then I'll tell the food story. Next year, a biography will be published. That's right. In 2022, on May 17th, it comes out. The biography of George Floyd. (laughs) Chapter 1, 
My life is a felon. Chapter 2, dead. Viking Press has published, uh, uh, announced the biography, which will be written by Robert Samuels, two prize and uh, Toulouse or Nubibia, two prize-winning Washington Post reporters. The book is designed to reveal how systemic racism shaped George Floyd's life and legacy. From his family roots in the tobacco fields of North Carolina to ongoing inequality in housing, education, health care, criminal justice, and policing. Yeah, right? How can he write? Well, he can, it, it, it's, it's not an autobiography. It's just a biography. But should have the same draw as famous Jewish athletes. Really? I, I, I mean, honestly, we just talked about the, the, new, the new naval vessel that's named after Harvey Milk. I can't wait to see a, a school named after George Floyd. We've got now a book that's being published about George Floyd. We have statues of him up already. This is why I don't ask, what's next? He's going to get a school named after him. Watch. Watch. They got to name schools. They took away all the Confederate names, all presidential names, too, because, you know, Abraham Lincoln was a racist. George Washington, slave owner. Ah, so what that George Floyd used a little crack? Maybe some fentanyl. No big deal. He was stealing at the time of his arrest. No big deal. The great saints, George of fentanyl. All right, so last night made me a dinner. Made, made, made dinner for the house. Friday day, tough day at work. So I had dinner waiting for her when she got home. Found this recipe on TikTok. So, okay, what you do is you get you a cast iron skillet, and you put a big old flour tortilla on that, right? And then on top of the tortilla, you put a pound of hamburger. Spread it out, and then you cover the hamburger meat with taco seasoning. Okay, y'all listening? Y'all writing this down? Then you get some white queso because all queso matters. AQL or AQM, all queso matters. But you get the white queso and you spread that on top of the taco season. Okay, then you take another tortilla, put that on top of that. You get you some rotel, you drain the rotel, put a whole bunch of rotel over that. Okay? Then you get yourself a bell pepper. You cut that up, put that all in with the uh, rotel. Now, I, I had some, some green chilies that I put in there, too. You don't have to use those, but those really bring out the flavor. And then you get like a, a, a cup and a half or a cup, or a cup and a half to two cups of cheese. Put that on top of the rotel, and then you, you can put olives on there if you want. You cook it at 375 for 40 minutes. I got to tell you, pretty damn good. Pretty damn good. But we got to change some things up. First of all, the way that the video made it, 
you just put hamburger meat, you put the ground ground beef right on top of the tortilla, and then sprinkle the, the taco seasoning on there, I would not recommend that. I would recommend breaking this up because it was like a big, giant hamburger patty. And you want it to be kind of ground beefy. So I would say you take the ground beef, put that in a bowl, put the taco seasoning in there, mix it all together, and then spread it out on the tortilla. Then you put your queso on. Okay? Then you put another tortilla on top of that, and this is what it's missing. It's missing two main ingredients. Put that tortilla on there, and you top that tortilla with some sort of bean dip or refried beans. Okay? Then you get the rotel. Put the rotel on there. Put your, your, your bell pepper on there. Then, then once again, you got you to add something to it. You got to add some onions with it because you got to have onions in there. You put the onions in there with the green peppers. Cover it with cheese yeah, and the green chilies, of course. Put the olives on top and then bake that some bitch. That shit is going to be awesome. I'm just telling you, that shit is going to be good. And Braddy Kid actually ate it and, and somewhat liked it. She just sent me a picture from last night. Man, that stuff, that looks good. Uh, sounds good. Did you eat his cookie? Yeah, yeah, she did. She ate it, and it was it was pretty damn good. I, I highly recommend it. Highly recommend that. All right. Now, let's see. Uh, Wait, wait. We've got one more. One more. So, oh, yeah, one more. Does that bean dip need to be purchased at Beaner Schnitzel? <laughs> you can purchase the beaners, the bean dip anywhere you want. I don't know if you can, you can cook bean dip. Maybe just get a, a can of refried beans. And then we added sour cream to it later. It was pretty damn good, I got to say. Next project is a, uh, a thing called uh, trash bread where you make it with the uh, – the Pillsbury pizza, but you put all the stuff in the middle and you put it on there and just rips apart. Yeah, that one looks good too. So yeah, I, I'm back to cooking again. I like it. It, it. It's a, it's a good stress for me. But, I mean, I shit my guts out later on. But yeah, uh huh. Sure you didn't. Put some brown swagger in there next time. Uh. <laughs> There's a new sickness to worry about. Everybody, please get get checked out. A Canadian doctor has diagnosed a patient suffering from, are you ready for this? They're suffering from climate change. And you wonder why the vice premier of Canada has surgery in America. He came up with Wiener Beaner. All right, not bad. Um, in the first diagnosis of its kind, a Canadian patient has been diagnosed as suffering from climate change after a doctor became frustrated dealing with the multiple cases of people harmed by wildfires and a heat wave over the summer. Kyle Merritt, an emergency room doctor in Nelson, British Columbia, made the diagnosis after the patients went to the emergency room with a case of asthma made worse by the smoke during wildfire season. Was it Greta? No, but Greta, Greta did say something about that. How dare you? I know, right? 
Greta, what, what, what do you think about this diagnosis? Blah, blah, blah. That's not very nice. Anything else, Greta? We are unstoppable. Another world is possible. We How dare you? Blah, blah, blah. I really hate Greta Thunberg. Let, let me do it. I haven't done this in quite some time. Before I take a break here, we've got three patriotic songs to play, too, as well, as we wait for Joe. Um, I, I publicly challenge Greta Thunberg to a fight. There it is right there. No holds barred. I'll come to you because you ain't going to be able to sail a boat all the way here to Texas. And if you do, then I'll meet you. I'll, I'll meet you down in Brownsville. I'll meet you in Corpus Christi. I'll meet you in Galveston. I don't care where it is. Greta, you and me are going to have a fight. And I plan on knocking your woke monkey ass out. I'm tired of hearing from you. I'm tired of it. And the people of China, you ain't even got to pay me. We'll put it on pay-per-view. And all the money we raise will go to me. I'm not donating to no fucking charity. She can have her part go to charity because I ain't. So there it is. I've issued the public statement, the public fight to Greta Thunberg. I'm ready. I'm a 50-year-old man. I don't, I'm out of shape. She might have a fighting chance. But I wouldn't count on it. All right, phone number, 775-357-FANS. ArnieRadio1 at gmail.com is where you can write the show, or you can always hit me up right here on the Mixler board. Happy Veterans Day, everybody. I walked through a county courthouse square on a park bench, an old man was sitting there. I said, your old courthouse is kind of run down. He said, no, it'll do for our little town. I said, your old flagpole has leaned a little bit, and that's a ragged old flag you got hanging on it. He said, have a seat, and I sat down. Is this the first time you've been to our little town? I said, I think it is. He said, I don't like to brag, but we're kind of proud of that ragged old flag. You see, we got a little hole in that flag there when Washington took it across the Delaware. And it got powder burned the night that Francis Scott Key said, watching it right and say, can you see? And it got a bad rip in New Orleans with Packingham and Jackson tugging at its seams. And it almost fell at the Alamo beside the Texas flag, but she waved on though. She got cut with a sword at Chancellorsville And she got cut again at Shiloh Hill There was Robert E. Lee, Beauregard, and Bragg And the south wind blew hard on that ragged old flag On Flanders Field in World War I She got a big hole from a Bertha gun She turned blood red in World War II She hung limp and low a time or two. She was in Korea, Vietnam. She went where she was sent by her Uncle Sam. She waved from our ships upon the briny foam, and now they've about quit waving back here at home. 
in her own good land here she's been abused. She's been burned, dishonored, denied, and refused. And the government for which she stands is scandalized throughout the land. And she's getting threadbare and she's wearing thin, but she's in good shape for the shape she's in. Cause she's been through the fire before. And I believe she can take a whole lot more. So we raise her up every morning. We take her down every night. We don't let her touch the ground and we fold her up right. On second thought, I do like to brag cause I'm mighty proud of that ragged old flag. I may roll till 
start again With just my children and my wife Thank my lucky stars To be living here today Cause the flag still stands for freedom And they can't take that away And I'm proud to be an American Where at least I know I'm free And I won't forget the men who died Who gave that right to me And I gladly stand up next to you And defend her still today Cause there ain't no doubt I love this land God bless the USA From the lakes of Minnesota To the hills of Tennessee Across the plains of Texas From sea to shining sea From Detroit down to Houston And New York to L.A. There's pride in every American heart And it's time we stand and say What's up, buddy? <laughs> Not much, buddy. What's happening with you? How are you, my friend? Well, you know, I'm doing great. You know, like I said, I, I, I've been trying to take it easy. And, uh, you know, I've been having some snoring. You know, some of my girlfriends have told me I'm snoring a little bit. Oh, you yeah? Know? Yeah, and I think I might even have some sleep apnea. But, you know, my insurance is so horrible that I've had to just borrow Aaron Rodgers' uh, CPAP all week. <laughs> so that was... <laughs> <laughs> Oh, you know, speaking of that, did you see the story about Dakota Dozier, the Minnesota Vikings offensive lineman? No, I did not. He is fully vaccinated and was hospitalized Tuesday night after contacting 
the horrible and dreaded coronavirus. Wow. Wow. So he's, uh, so he's got the coronavirus and he's been vaccinated. What's yeah. vaccine does he have, you know? I, I don't know what vaccine he has. The story broke yesterday. He's in the hospital. Wow. And you got to think, that... th- this is the thing with this whole COVID thing. That the vaccine isn't, it, look, this guy is a world-class athlete. He plays in the NFL. And he right. takes care of his right. body. And right. he got the shot, and he can still get it. Now, how did he get yeah. it? I, you know, I mean, uh, I mean, I, I know what you're, I know what, what avenue you're going down here, but, uh, you know, there may be an immune problem with them or something. I know what you're saying. It does mm-hmm. seem kind of phony that, you know, how do you get the vaccine and then you still get the coronavirus? That's yeah. kind of, that is kind of bizarre. It, well, look, here's the thing. The, the vaccine isn't 100%. It's not foolproof. But right. if they're going to mandate it for everybody and say, oh, this is, this is a, a, a pandemic of the unvaccinated. Well, you've got an NFL player in the hospital right now with symptoms of coronavirus. Yeah. So a lot of shit don't make sense there to me. It, it doesn't. But here's let's look at the bright side. At least he's not shooting a movie with Alec Baldwin, okay? So <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right. One other thing before we get to the picks. I want to know, where do you think Odell Beckham Jr. goes? Okay, so he's been asked to leave practice a few times, right? Well, Clearly. he's been released. He, the, the Browns oh, oh, released they, him. Oh, they've actually released him. Yeah. You know, he's one of these guys. He's like a, in the NBA. Remember Rasheed Wallace? He's yeah. like a hothead, it yeah. seems like, you know. And so he's kind of a chance. It'd be interesting. Obviously, somebody that needs a receiver. But, you know, you get Odell Beckham Jr. And, you know, you're getting uh, – uh, well, well, you're any Oakland Raider. <laughs> yeah. Raider. Well, they, they've named three teams. There's three teams he said he's interested in. Can you, can you, do you think you can name one of the three teams? And the Raiders okay, are the not one. The, the Raiders are not one. Okay. How about uh, Tom Brady's Tampa Bay Buccaneers? Nope. Okay. Because it's got to be somebody who throws. Maybe he wants to go play for Matt Stafford. And the Rams? Yeah. No, 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 no. Damn one, it. one more guess. Do you remember where he okay. went to college? Oh, where? Oh, no, I don't. Where Odell oh, Beckham went to college? Yeah. He mm-hmm. went. He, oh. he, he, now they're going to be changing their coaches pretty soon. They'll no longer have this guy. Go Tigers. Oh, man, you, I'm going to go. It can't be like Detroit. Can no, it? no, God, no, no. He played. He played at LSU. That was Ed Ogeron. Oh right, right, right. Yeah, the guy that guy yeah. that can't stay focused, Ogeron. Yeah, yeah. yeah so, I guess he's a real. I guess he's a real loose cannon. That guy. Well, yeah. I mean, look, the three teams that they're talking about are the Chiefs, the Packers, and the Saints. Chiefs, Packers, Saints. Okay. I mean, that's. You know, obviously he wants to go one place where they're going to throw the ball forty times a game. Exactly. You know? Exactly. Because where he might get the ball, but. Even if he gets thrown the ball, he probably ain't going to catch it. Yeah, no, yeah, he's, yeah. I, I've never been an Odell Beckham fan, ever. No, I, mm. I think he's highly overrated. Highly, yeah. highly overrated. Yeah. Uh, all right, let's get to some college football picks, shall we, my friend? Let's do it. And then we'll go over the NFL. Uh, first one on Saturday. Now, this is kind of a, a catch game here for Michigan. 
Six and one Michigan Wolverines are on the road against the six and three Penn State Kid Touchers. I mean, Nittany Lions. <laughs> Kid Touchers, yeah. Welcome to the. Good afternoon, everybody, and welcome to Pentecostal Stadium. No, I'm. Um, so, uh, I'm predicting Penn State with the upset. Michigan's really? That's like a pick 'em game. Michigan's favored by maybe one right yeah. now. I'm calling the Penn State up, upset. See, I, I I hate this game because this is a catch 'em game. I mean, the game above it. I didn't mention this one to you. I just saw the point spread. Alabama's taking on New Mexico State. Alabama's a 52 point favorite. Yeah, it's like a big yeah. They've officially been. That's not a football game. They've renamed it a track meet now. <laughs> oh my god! That's gonna be. Yeah, I saw that. That is gonna be just something horrible. That's funny. Uh, all right. So you got. I'm gonna take. I, I, I think Big Blue is going to refocus. I think Big Blue is going to refocus, and and I think they win that game. Barely, okay. though. Barely. Right. It's going to be close. Okay, I'm taking the home team. All right, next one is a Big 12 a Super Bay. I mean, this one is huge. The 9-0 and Choklahoma Sooners are on the road against the 7-2 and Baylor Bears. Well, now this could also be – Attract me, oh, you know yeah. what I mean. But but uh, I'll tell you what, if 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 uh, what's his name, old Rattler was playing, I'd take Baylor. But with that Caleb kid, yeah, that guy, that guy, if you score 100 points, he'll score 101. Yeah, that's crazy. That, that guy's really good. So I, I like I like Oklahoma. Uh, but you know what? I'll probably I'll probably come back to bite me in the butt on this one. But I do like Oklahoma. My yeah. upset special of the week is Sikkim Bears. Sikkim Bears. David, David Koresh and the Waco Bears. All right. We'll I, 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 I hate Baylor, and they just beat us. So, I it, it oh, it, both those teams make me sick. Oh, my God. Yeah. Uh, all yeah. right, back to the Big Ten we go. And we are picking the Purdue versus Ohio State game. A couple of ranked teams. Purdue is 6-3. and three, Ohio State, 8-1. and one. Number four. Uh, in the uh, college football playoffs. Yeah, well, here's the thing. Um, uh, Ohio State, I think, favored by like 20, something like that. Uh, let's see. Yes, 21 points I've got. Yeah, yeah. But you got to And that's the thing. They're going to be at home. I don't foresee them losing the game at all because I think they're one of the best teams in the country. But uh, but Purdue, you know, that they're the upset. Freaking the they're the upset team. Yeah. That's the team that always gets somebody every year. I'm not predicting you know, that every year they'll upset they'll upset me. Well, it's not an anybody beats Nebraska, it's not an upset. They beat Nebraska. <laughs> Nebraska was favored by seven. And thank God Nebraska's off this week. Oh God. I know. I know. We we've 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 guaranteed ourselves a losing season. So yeah. we're yeah. Uh, uh, big game for you in Northern Nevada. The seven and two Wolfpack are on the road against the twenty-two ranked San Diego State Aztecs. Yeah, that's you know I love the pack. I want them to win. I think it's one of the best pack teams we've had in a long time. Norvell's really done a good job. Like we were talking last week, Norvell's probably in in circles. They're probably talking at some bigger schools about hiring that guy. TCU is talking about it. Yeah, and so, but, uh, so I, um, dang it. I, Ohio State's going to win the game. I wouldn't win 20 points, but, you know, Purdue, if, I, I'm, I'm looking at, like, say, uh, 40 to 
28, something like that was okay. what I would think. It's Purdue. The problem is Purdue is home. Wait, 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 wait. We're talking about Nevada and San Diego State, oh, not oh, Purdue. Nevada and San Diego State. I'm sorry. I, I'm sorry. I was, I was uh, distracted there for a second. Wow, um, right. Yeah, when you called me, I just about uh, popped out of bed. Okay. Um, anyway, but, well, I, you know, I do the show completely naked in front of a live studio audience. <laughs> so, you know, so it's not like you know, it's hard. Anyway, oh, boy, that's yeah, Nevada, a visual. I want Nevada to win so bad, but at, at San Diego State, San Diego State favored by three. Uh, I, I think San Diego State. I mean, okay. I, I hate rooting against the back, but I see San Diego State winning that game. All right, and our final game of the weekend. This could be my final win of the season, ladies and gentlemen. The unranked, uninspired, four and five Texas Longhorns are at home against the one and eight Kansas Jayhawks. Will we get a rock chalk Jayhawk this week, or will we get a horns victory, Joe? Well, I you know, Dr. Naismith invented basketball in Kansas, but I know he didn't invent football there. So, yeah, Kansas is, no, I think uh, Texas, Texas, it's a route. It's a route. I think you get your route. We are a 30-and-a-half-point favorite after the defensive coach went off on the team on a bus the other night, which was fantastic. This game will make us bowl eligible. Thank Jesus for that. I, yeah, I hate yeah. this. I, if they lose to the Jayhawks, I, I might send all of my burnt orange shit back to Austin. Yeah, there's no way. I mean, if they lose, no, yeah, if they lose to Kansas, dude, there's something, there's something wrong. They just don't care or something because mm-hmm. I mean, you know, the only teams worse than Kansas is say Massachusetts or Idaho State. Yeah, you know, those are like yeah. All right, and Kansas is right there. So, all right, well, let's move to the NFL, shall we? And and there's an ass family member going to that game. Our our friend, you're out is actually going to the Kansas-Texas game. By the way, Buenos Dias, Adam J. good morning to you, my friend, down in Mexico. Now, let's get to the NFL. Start with tonight's game, Joe. The 6-2 okay. Ravens taking on the 2-7 and seven Dolphins. Okay, Baltimore and Miami. Baltimore is favored by, like, a touchdown. Yep, 7.5. Oh, boy. Uh, yeah, you know, Miami's horrible against the spread. They're, like, one and... Two and or no, they're two and seven or one and three at home. I, you know what? That's an easy call. The Ravens. I, I see the Ravens winning by 10, 15. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I got that one too. The Dolphins have been just terrible this year. Everybody thought they were going to be challenging in the AFC East. Yeah, they suck. Uh, Bob Greasy just doesn't have it anymore. No, no, he doesn't. I, that's weird <laughs> that he's still playing at eighty-two years old. Uh, yeah. All right, how about the four and four Falcons coming here to Dallas to play in AT&T Stadium where they will be holding WrestleMania, and I will be attending WrestleMania this year. Oh, you, you know what? You, you don't want to get me started. I know it's called sports entertainment, but you don't want to get me started on it, buddy. Oh, because... Wrestling's fantastic, Joe. Come on now. Uh, I, I, you know, I, it has some value, and I see that, you know. I see that, and it does attract a lot of people. Yep. Um, you know, they all, I mean, they all drink, uh, you know, Butch Light, but whatever. <laughs> hey, that's, that's tasty and cheap. Um, yeah, yeah. Do the Cowboys rebound from that, that shitting the bed last week against Denver? Yeah. Yeah. Dak's back for sure, right? Yeah, Dak's going to play. Right. They're favored by like 10, nine and a half uh, at home. 
Yeah, I, I like Dallas and to cover. Yeah, I like the Cowboys in this game. I, I, I feel bad for the Falcons because I think the Cowboys are going to prove a point this week. Next one up on the schedule, the 5-3 and three New Orleans Saints against the 7-2 and two Titans who showed last week they don't need Derrick Henry. Yeah, they're, 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 they're pretty good, the Titans. Yeah. I'll tell you what, uh, you're, you're right about that. They've won five in a row. It's time for them to lose. I'm taking Saints in an upset. Wow, okay, all right. Um, it, I have to take the Saints because I can never pick a team from Tennessee. So, there you go. Right. I agree with you. Okay. And why was that? Because your ex-wife lives in Tennessee, Yeah, right? exactly. Exactly. And okay. I, I hate the state of Tennessee. Uh, okay. uh, how about the Jags? They won last week. The Jacksonville Jaguars beat the fucking Bills last week. And now they're on the road against the four and five Colts. See if I can pull that one up right here. Yeah, they. Uh, I, I never seen. I hadn't seen. Uh, uh, I hadn't seen a uh, little Urban Meyer smile all year. He finally smiled. He got a huge I'm, win last week. Oh, he was smiling yeah, with that co-ed dancing on him. He was smiling in. Where the hell is the game at? I'm looking at it. Um, 12 o'clock on CBS. There it is. There it is. I got it. Jacksonville. Yeah, okay. So, uh, yeah, what, 10-point favorite, 10.5-point favorite, the Colts. Uh, you know what? I, I think the two-game winning streak happens. Jacksonville in the Really? Outside. Wow. Yeah. Okay. All right. Uh, all they, right. They're, they're, they, got, they got some mojo. They got a little swagger now. All so. right. All right. The swagger and the mojo of the Jaguars, I can't do it. I, I, I just can't do it. But, <laughs> yeah, but hey, yeah, that's yeah. okay. Uh, all right. How about the Cleveland Browns, who got a big win last week, taking on the five and four New England Patriots? Okay. Uh, now New England one and four at home on a three-game winning streak. It is officially time for them to lose. Also, so I got Cleveland. Take Cleveland. Uh, New England favored by a couple. Yeah, uh, I like Cleveland. As much as I hate every NFC or AFC North team, but mm-hmm. uh, I do like uh, I do like Cleveland. Too. Yeah, because like I told you, every week there's going to be like three upsets that people are going to go, "Wow, can you believe that?" or whatever. Mm-hmm. There's always going to be like three upsets, but you just got to get lucky and try to pick you know, see if you find an upset. Uh, you know me and my hatred of Baker Baker Mayfield, so I'm I'll I'll go ahead and stick with the Patriots on this one. Okay. Okay. I think they're going to be blasting Marky Mark through all the speakers there at uh, at Gillette Stadium, and I think that's going to pump the Patriots up. Uh, okay. Next. Okay. Well, and then just real quick, that Dallas game is CD Lamb going to tuck his skirt in? I hope week? so. God, he's okay. going to. If he doesn't, he's going to get a fifty thousand dollar fine. And I guess Cowboys girl says our kicker Zerline has COVID and he's going to be out. So we're going to have a backup kicker. That sucks. Wow. Yeah. Usually, uh, usually there's like. You know, like the punters, like your backup kicker or Jesus something. Jesus Christ. You know, yeah, nobody carries more than one kicker on it. Uh, all right, here we go. Uh, do the Bills rebound from their tragic loss last week to the the Jags as they take on the 2-6 and six J-E-T-S Jets, Jets, Jets? Who's that new kid, the quarterback, the young kid the Jets put in? Uh oh yeah uh, what well, I I don't have his name I don't know his name yeah I, I can't remember Jets. he looks like he's about fifteen yeah uh, but I like the kid he was really motivated he was talking about the that he you know he appreciated the guy the other guys on the team flinched nothing they trusted him they put their faith in him and they ran and, and he delivered so uh, 
I don't know. If Jets were home, that's a tough call. That's a tough call for me. I, I, I mean, but still, the Buffalo's favored by 12 and a half, but you lost to the Jaguars. I know, right? I, I still got to take the Bills in this game. I still believe in the Bills. Okay. Okay. And maybe what, Josh Allen will get sacked by Josh Allen. can't happen. <laughs> All right. <laughs> well, I, I'm going you know I'm I'm to go out and take the Jets. Okay. All right. All right. All right. Uh, how about the 0 and 8? Do they get off the schneid this weekend, the Detroit Lions taking on your Pittsburgh Steelers? No, that is not going to happen. That is not going to happen. This is, uh, yeah, this is the Pittsburgh Steelers. Uh, Steelers favored by 10. Oh, you know what? It went down to eight and a half. A little Detroit thing mm-hmm. coming. You know, but, uh, so, uh, um, but, uh, you know, I, 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 I want the Steelers to win. I hate laying double digits in the NFL. I don't like laying favorite by you know when Alabama's playing New Mexico State, yeah, I'll lay double digits. But in the NFL, I kinda like to shy away from it. So I like the Steelers to win, but uh uh I I I, I think it's gonna be a little close. So. Okay. All Detroit, right. Detroit. When you're own eight, man, you're I mean you guys are looking at each other in the locker room like, dude, we gotta do something. This right. is ridiculous, you know, and then just pull something together, just one game. So we'll see. But uh, uh how about the six and two Buccaneers traveling to Landover, Maryland to take on the Washington football team? The Washington football team. What a shitty name. God damn it. Yeah. And terrible. no, it's like really big. I mean, just uh we, uh, I mean, make up a name. It yeah. doesn't take that much, you know. The senators, the re- representatives, something. I mean, you're in Washington for fuck's sake. Yeah, that's crazy. That I mean, that's, you know, it, it, uh, here's another quick note. They had to change the name of Squaw Valley here because Squaw Valley was offensive, the word. Oh, geez. What, what's it called now? Palisades Tahoe. I I still call it Squaw Valley because that's. Bullshit. I know it's, it's just like what is not offensive anymore. What yeah. can I do? Please tell me what I'm allowed to do. You're not allowed All to right, do anything. So, you're 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 a colonizer. Yeah, yeah. I know where I was January sixth. Anyway, <laughs> <laughs> Redskins, man. Uh, oh, Tampa Bay, favored by. The line opened at like seven and a half. It's almost ten. It's like nine and a half now. Um, it, it, Tom Brady, Tampa Bay wins that game. Yeah, I just, yeah, Tampa Bay's got to win that game. I, I I think Tom Brady lights up the Washington sky. Yeah, because you remember last week they gave Brady the ball with about two minutes, and you're mm-hmm. like, okay, here we go. Watch Brady. He's gonna march right down the field. Yeah, it didn't and score and he threw a pick. Yeah. Yeah, Brady's not going to do that two weeks in a row, especially with the Redskins, or whatever they're called. Uh, (laughs) How about the uh, four and five Carolina Panthers taking on the eight and one Arizona Cardinals? It looks like Kyler Murray is going to play this week. Okay, Carolina at Arizona. I don't think Arizona's as good as their record. uh, Their record shows. Um, Was it favored by ten and a half? Man, I'll tell you what. Um, well, that's a tough one. I, you know what? I, I'm going to take Carolina in that. Really? Okay. Take care of, yeah. I just, I just think the Cardinals. They're not going to. They're not going to go 15 and one or whatever. I mean, so they're going to. No, they're they, they still got to play the Cowboys too. So they are definitely not going 15 and one. And by the way, they won last week. 
with a backup quarterback. Do you happen to know who that backup quarterback was, my friend? Oh, wait, for the, the Cowboys? No, no, for, for the Cardinals. Oh, the Cardinals backup quarterback. Hold on. Uh, I'm going to say he was probably a Longhorn, maybe. Uh, does the name Colt McCoy mean anything to you? Colt McCoy. And not even that. What a name. That's yeah. like the perfect football name. Colt McCoy. Yeah, you know? yeah. He got the W yeah. last week. He got the W for a quarterback from Oklahoma that was hurt and a terrible coach from Texas Tech. Yeah. Leave it to yeah. the Longhorn to bring him to the promised land. I know, buddy. Good old Jerry world. We all, <laughs> we all love it, Dad. Uh, all right. So you're taking the Panthers in that one. I'll take the Panthers as well. I like that. Yeah, uh, I'll take the Panthers. I think they will play a competitive game. I think it'll be a competitive ball game. Wow. Stackhouse is breaking news. Cam Newton spotted in Carolina at Panthers facility. Uh, that's interesting. Uh how about the three and five Vikings taking on? Do we do we know? Are the Chargers for real, or are the Chargers no. going to just tease us again? I think I think the Rams are for real, but not the Chargers. So you them against the Vikings. What do you think? Oh boy, I gotta go, man. Yeah, I gotta go with I gotta go with the Chargers. Like you said, I, I gotta take the Chargers. They're favored by three. I think they win that game and cover. Minnesota, you remember Minnesota either has to be freezing or in the dome. Yeah. You know, so, yeah, I like the Chargers to cover in that. The three points is more my speed. This this, this is one of those games I wouldn't touch with a 10-foot pole because I just don't – neither team is for real. Like, the the Vikings aren't as bad as their record says, and I don't think the Chargers are as good as their record says. So this is one of those games where I just refuse to pick. So there you go. There you it go. would do me a favor, and maybe I'll check too. I thought I heard that they played seventeen games this year. No, I'll, I'll do the checking this week, but I'm sure it's only sixteen. But okay. I mean, I could be wrong. Uh, it, yeah, it, then we're going to preseason, and and then I don't know. But I'll I'll, I'll look to yeah, if you find that out, yeah, well, okay. You know. How about the three and six Philadelphia Eagles taking on the five and four uh, Denver Broncos? Ooh, okay. Um, Boy, let's see. Uh, Denver favored by two and a half at home. Uh, they're on a two-game winning streak. Denver makes it a three-game winning streak. Denver wins that ball game. Denver, uh, I, I don't like betting against Denver when you get to my high stadium. Okay, everybody's telling me it is 17 games this year, Joe. Oh, it is. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's why they call me the doctor. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Doctor Kaborkian, uh, but anyway, yeah. okay. So uh, the Eagles and Broncos. You like the Broncos at home? Yeah, I like the Broncos. I like the Broncos. Yeah, at home. the I, Eagles I, suck. The Eagles are terrible. Fuck the Eagles. Yeah, the Eagles. Yeah, the, yeah. They're, Mark Wahlberg could probably make the team. Right? <laughs> How about <laughs> the three and five Sea Chickens, the Seahawks, taking on the seven and two Packers? I don't know. Is Aaron Rodgers playing this week? No, oh, no. In fact, <laughs> yeah, I got to get his seatbelt back to him. Uh, <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah, I don't think you no. Know, he's out. He's out for uh, until like yeah. No, he's definitely out of this game due COVID protocol. He got to sit, so he is not playing. And I couldn't tell you right now who their backup is. No, uh, it's that rookie. It's a, a rookie they got from some school that that lost last week barely to the Chiefs. I think he's from Utah State or something like that. 
He's, he's okay. from a smaller school. I know that much. Right. Let's okay. Kind of like a, well, no, Alex Smith went to Utah, but then there are, uh, Alex see. Smith is retired too. I know. I was just saying, like a smaller school. Utah Jordan is a little Love. bigger than Utah State. Jordan know, Love is the quarterback. What's his name? Jordan Love. Jordan Love. Okay. Okay. Well, opened at five. Green Bay is favored by five. All the money is going on Seattle. Down to three. Green Bay only favored by three. Um, oh, oh, we have breaking news here. EGB3 says Aaron comes off protocol Saturday. That They said he will play on Sunday. Uh-oh. Yeah, that's that could change things. I mean, uh, I think Rogers plays. He's got a chip on his shoulder. Um, and uh, and uh, I, think, I think the Packers win that game. I think if Rogers plays, I'm, I'm taking the Packers. All right. All right. Fair Rogers. enough. On uh, the frozen tundra. All right. Sunday night football. We have the five and four. This is a great rivalry game. I got to say, good call making this a Sunday night game. The five and four Chiefs come to Las Vegas and take on the five and three Raiders. Well, yeah, the Raiders, hopefully they can field the team, you know, this week. Because besides the other guy, which man, I mean, could you imagine chicken? I mean, could you imagine waking I mean, I made some bad choices way back in the day. You know, I'm a good kid now. Yeah. But it's like when you go to when you when when the alcohol is involved. First off, you've got to be one of the first two guys in the drunk tank because then you can use the roll of paper, the toilet paper roll for a pillow. See, <laughs> otherwise you're screwed. So if you get that pillow, you're okay. But I mean, could you imagine waking up in jail and just going, oh my God, what have I done? Yeah, my career is over. My life is over. Everything. And you kill people. I mean, that's just crazy. I mean, I mean, what a nightmare to wake up and just think. And now they're charging him because his girlfriend got hurt. Yeah, he's gonna so get. He's, got, he's he he's looking at at least fifty years in prison. Something like that. Yeah, and 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 it's none of them. There's they're non probation. Probation yeah. is not allowed. That's just oh, what a nightmare. Oh my god, I couldn't even imagine. Yeah, Steve so Sisolak, like, you're uh, next. I, yeah, <laughs> I obey all laws <laughs> except for the free internet. I get. Wait, no, no, no hold wait. On. Uh, shut up, Joe. Don't 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 do that to yourself. <laughs> It's that government broadband thing. Yep. All right. I like, oh, uh, boy. I got to go with the Raiders. Their favorite, they're, they're the underdog. I'm taking that. I love an underdog at home. Okay. Raiders at home, they're an underdog. I'm all over that. I, that I, don't, I don't like how Patrick Mahomes is playing. He got lucky last week because Aaron Rodgers wasn't playing. So, uh, I'll take the Raiders at home. And Monday night, we have the 7-2 and two Rams. The L.A. Rams, resurgent Rams, taking on the 3-5 and five San Francisco 49ers. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. L.A. Rams, 4-0 on the road. San Francisco 49ers, 0-4 at home. Wow. So, wow. Uh, Rams, yeah, that's good. Rams, favored by three. Now, I think it's four. Uh, boy, I... Yeah, I just don't think the Niners got it. They got to go with the Rams. I just think the Rams got the better, got the better team. I can't, you know, the old saying, "Don't bet with your heart, but yeah. with your head." And and I just think the Rams are a better team. I just it's not. Uh, uh, yeah, San Francisco's just not. It's like what the Mahomes do, you know. It's yeah, not, one guy can't win a game. There's eleven guys out there, you know. Everyone, you know, and you know as well as I do, they're one in the trenches, you know. And yeah. it's like, so I mean, you got to start pushing guys around. 
to win ball games. Just you know, you can't be you know one superstar. Yeah, as, as I want to pick this game for all my Niner fans that are that are ass family members like Ogre and Warburg, I can't do it. I just can't do it. I look, man. I don't know what it is. Matt Stafford's got a resurgence going on there in L.A. I don't think it's for real. I, I wouldn't say they're Super Bowl bound, but I think they win this week pretty easy. Yeah, I think so. And you know what? It, it, you know, now that we're about we're, we are halfway through the season, we're over halfway. Mm-hmm. You can start seeing who's the good teams and who's not. You know, I mean, it, uh, you can tell. And I think the Rams are. I think the Rams are a good team. And uh, isn't that a, in the San Francisco? It's a conference rival too, a division rival, is it not? Oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah they so, hate yeah, each other. Yeah, yeah, you got the Rams. I'm all over the Rams. All right, buddy. Well, hey, Joe, thank you so much. We will have you back next week. Give that CPAC back to Aaron Rodgers. He needs it now. <laughs> I, I appreciate it. Like I said, I, I popped up a little late today, so I apologize if That's I was okay. behind anyway. My, my computer is an original Apple. It was bought for $666. So, <laughs> all right. <laughs> Take care, Joe. I'll talk to you later, buddy. Lake Tahoe, Joe Murphy. And uh, let's see. Uh, oh. The Niners need to sign cap. Uh, Ogre says, Douglas. You shut your mouth, you white honky. That's what he said. Uh, By the way, Stackar was 100% correct on this. Quarterback Cam Newton is meeting with the Panthers today about a possible return to the team. What the fuck? Really? You're going to go back? Oh, man. That is awful. Good God almighty, please let that happen. Please let that happen. Oh, God. He's at the facility, and they're meeting as we speak. Oh, gosh. By the way, there's there's one other, like, kind of sport. I got to find it now. I saw it earlier, and this is going to be really interesting to see how this plays out. Um, there's a linebacker who plays at the University of Georgia. Uh, oh, there it is. First story. Uh, Adam Anderson and their their defense has been second to none all season long. Al, uh, look, this guy's season could be over as well as his life. He voluntarily turned himself into police Wednesday and is being held without bond after a 21-year-old girl has accused him of rape. Yikes. Yikes. That is not good for the for the dogs. Everybody in Georgia is so leery of this curse that the University of Georgia has as well. Seems like it's coming out yet again. All right, we will take a break here. 775-357-FANS, arnieradio1 at gmail.com, and we come back. We have the end of the show Lots and lots and lots of stuff still to get to today. Uh, ArnieRadio.com is where you can find the show each and every day. Here's some more good patriotic music.
Are you scared? Devil without a cause, and I'm back with the beaver hats and Ben Davis slacks. 30 pack of strolls, 30 pack of hoes. No road gain in the propane flows. The chosen one, I'm the living proof. With the gift to gab from the city of truth. I jab and stab and knock critics back. And I did not stutter when I said that. I'm going platinum selling rhymes. I went platinum seven times. I'm right. 
dedicate this one to all the fine men and women of our armed forces. American girls and American guys, we'll always stand up and salute, we'll always recognize when we see old glory flying. There's a lot of men dead. So we can sleep in peace at night when we lay down our heads. My daddy served in the army. We lost his right eye, but he flew a flag out in our yard. Till the day that he died, he wanted my mother, my brother, my sister and me to grow up and live happy in the land of the free. Now this nation that I love is falling Sucker punch came flying in from somewhere in the back. Soon as we could see clearly through our big black eye, man, we lit up your world like the Fourth of July. Hey, Uncle Sam, put your name at the top of his list, and a statue of Liberty started shaking her fist. And Big dog. 
dog will fight when you rattle his cage and you'll be sorry that you mess with the U.S. of A. Cause we'll put a boot in your ass, it's the American way. Hey Uncle Sam, put your name at the top of his list and a statue of liberty started shaking her fist and the eagle will fly. We have a question. We stop everything when people have questions on this show. And we've got a longtime ass family member who has a question for me. So without any further ado, let's play the songs. We'll just do one today. This show is your show. This show is my show. trying to keep it patriotic today. I just got to find it. I got to find the lyrics. I'm, I'm pissed because I can't find the damn lyrics to this one. This is one of my all-time favorites. This is one of the ones that I never sang originally. There it is. Oh, I found it now. All right, here we go. Uh, this is a part of uh, the ass segment. Of all your broken hearts, they range from cheating all the way to nasty farts. If you need someone to listen, then I am here for you. It's time to ask me now. Yeah, it's time to ask Arnie. Yeah, it's time to ask Arnie. Yeah, it's time to ask
MJ has written in. He has a query for us on the Mixler board family, so we have to help him out. Says, hey, Arnie, I've been meaning to ask your opinion of chicks with face tattoos. My new girlfriend has tattoos all over her body, even some very small ones on her face. She's from San Diego and says it's pretty common there. Never thought I would date a girl with all her body modifications, considering I have none at all. Are tidy little face tattoos a deal breaker? Well, as someone who is very, very tatted up, yes, I did say query yet again, and just again. Um, I'm not a fan. Look, look, look. I People can do whatever they want to their bodies. I ain't going to tell anybody what to do with their bodies because I have tattoos, both sleeves, chest, gut, back. Yes, I have a tramp stamp, unfortunately, but I got it before there were such things as tramp stamps. Legs are tattooed. I used to have my ears pierced, my nipples pierced. That was all the piercings I had, though. Um, <laughs> does she have a butthole? There, there are people that get their buttholes tattooed. Oh, yes, there are. Um, I have never been a huge fan. Th- th- now, this is going to really sound sexist. I mean, I'm sorry. I've never been a fan of boob tattoos. Boob tattoos, that look, I, I think the boobs are perfect the way they are. They don't need any kind of fucking, you know, alterations. Alterations, that's the word I was looking for. Like tattoos. Nipple rings aren't bad. But but the tattoos on the boobs, that's a little, uh, that, that one That one's a deal breaker for me. I'm just not a fan of it. Now, face tattoos. For me. I'm not, not a huge fan of face tattoos, but, but I would never get a tattoo on my face. If there's a teardrop or dick tat, run, my dude. Yeah. Um, but you got to, this is up to you, Adam J., if this is a deal breaker. I mean, you're dating her. She's your girlfriend. You seem happy with her. And, yes, look, here's the problem. The problem with dating people with tattoos, and I get looks. People look at me all the fucking time. She has no boob, butt, or vag tattoos. I've checked. <laughs> Good. Thank you. I appreciate that, Adam. Uh, but it's up to you, my man. Uh, face tattoos. I, 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 I'm leery of, of face tattoos. That, that's just me, though. If, you're, if she makes you happy, then what does it matter? What does it matter if people are going to look at you? That, that, that's what I got to say. Mike D says, how are her sandwich-making skills? Uh, good thing she doesn't have a badge tattoo that says best used by. Now stop that. He, he needs our help. Look, like if you and her get along and, and she floats your boat and you float her boat, tattoos are just things. That, that's all. That, that, look, look, to me, it's it's like the, the, I have a lot of bugaboo. If you're a fan of the University of Oklahoma and you're going to wear a lot of OU shit out, I would never go out with you. That's how shallow I am. I'm just telling you the truth. So face tattoos, not my favorite thing in the world, but that's me. 
Uh, Brady Kid says, what kind of face tattoo? He said, really small ones. To me, it, it, look, look, I don't understand. It, this is my, my own bias. I think tattoos are for reserved for tattoo artists and criminals. But that's me. That, that, that's just me. Uh, I have, like, the, the behind my ears tattoo. I have the Super A logo behind one ear and number 17 behind another. Uh, Christopher says, for me, it's a deal breaker. I don't think body mods are feminine. Same reason I wouldn't go out with a bald woman or a lumberjack. I don't want a woman that is as manly as me. And that's your personal preference, Christopher. Good for you. Permanent makeup is okay. Face tattoos are yikes to me. Even though permanent makeup is a tattoo, per se. Well, there goes our trip, our strip club arm. <laughs> I have no problem with face tattoos. I just pretend I was fucking a Star Trek alien. Little decorative ones, Braddy. Definitely not a deal breaker for me. I'm smitten right now. Just curious how you felt. Well, go, hey, Adam J., I am happy. That's the best part. Look, look. If it's no big deal to you, then, hey, more power to you. But I will tell you. You're going to get looks. People are going to give her looks. Like I said, I still get looks. I have pretty normal tattoos, and I still get looks. People aren't used to it, and and face tattoos are a whole different ballgame. I'll probably never have a face tattoo or really a neck tattoo because, once again, once again, that, that's just my personal preference. But I am happy. Let me just say this right now, Adam J. I am very happy that you're happy, that you're smitten. That's all I wish for, for, for as I refer to you off the air, my flock. Because that's what sometimes I feel like. I feel like you're my flock, and I got to take care of you guys because you guys take such good care of me. Uh, and, and there are members of the flock who are, who are away right now. And I worry about them, and I text them, and I, I reach out to people. And uh, I'm just happy you're happy, buddy. Yeah. And, and, Ogre, you're absolutely right. Fuck what anybody else thinks. As long as you're happy, you go right ahead. Plus, you know, this is the best thing. This is the best thing about dating and stuff. Like, if somebody's got a flaw or something, when you got, if you guys ever break up, you can use that totally against them. <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm kidding. But, yeah, Adam J., no big deal. Fucking A. Just be happy and enjoy what you got right now. Uh, all right. Now back to the big show. See? And, and look, you see? You see? I stopped the show for anybody. Anybody in my flock. I stopped the show. And we will help you. And I will sing because I like to sing mainly. Uh, all right. Now back to things here. The movie Rust is at it again. Jesus Christ. I'm kind of sad that this movie has has stopped, like, production, because I would go see this fucking Alec Baldwin movie where he killed the broad, because there are now, there are reports and and other stuff, the electrician who held the, the dying Helena Hutchins says the scene did not, not, all capitalized, require Alec Baldwin to shoot the revolver as he is now suing for emotional distress. The head electrician uh, has sued Alec Baldwin, 
the rookie armorer, Hannah Gutierrez-Reed, and assistant director, Dave Halls. Didn't want to sue that regular director just because he got shot. Yeah, we keep him out of it. Uh, he claimed that the negligence that led to her death has caused him severe emotional distress. He is unsure if he can ever recover from it. He's suing Baldwin for his negligence as an actor and as a producer of the movie, claiming that the scene did not call for him, Alec Baldwin, to actually shoot the Colt revolver. How, wait, how does that work? He fires the gun when he didn't need and get in suit. No, no, this guy didn't fire the gun. Alec ba- He's firing Alec Baldwin. This is the electrician saying Alan, Alec Baldwin didn't even have to fire the gun. And he fired the gun, killed the broad, and now this guy's suing. Now, now, now hold on a second here. Because I, I, I have to be honest with you. Like I said, I, the, my sniffer's going off. That was bullshit. Warning, warning, bullshit alert. Wouldn't we have heard that early on? Wouldn't we have heard that, like, the scene didn't even require him shooting the gun? This is a, this is a, 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 a new wrinkle in the story for me. Now, I don't want to call this guy an out-and-out liar. But the brother's looking to get paid. He's looking to get paid. He should, fuck, fuck, he should lie and say he was at Astroworld last weekend. He'd get better money from that, probably. By the way, the lawsuits are piling in on that. And, and every, every fucking lawyer that has a bump on his head because the ambulance stopped too quick in the state of Texas is on this case. There's this guy here who runs commercials. He's the Texas Hammer. That's how he says it, too. I'm the Texas Hammer. Personal injury, call the Hammer. He's fantastic. And they're all coming after it because Travis Scott, obviously, let, let me just say, Travis Scott is, is doing no favors for his lawyers. When he came out and said he will pay for everything, he'll pay for, he'll refund tickets, he'll pay for everybody's medical costs, he's paying for funerals. In the eyes of some judges and some juries, that right there would what be what we would call an admission of guilt. Now, is it? Not necessarily, but it can be construed as an admission of guilt. And that case, I, I, I'm telling you right now, if Travis Scott is worth $60 million, he's going to go through all that. The venue at Astroworld had a $28 million insurance policy. That's already gone through. You better hope that you get some of your fucking baby mama's money, good old Kylie Jenner, who's a billionaire, to help. And now, allegedly, they're going after, uh, was it Ticketmaster? One of them big ticket agencies that ran it, and they got hundreds of millions of dollars. So, look, if you went to Astroworld, you're going to get paid. This guy, this electrician... 
Should have went to Astroworld. He said he was going to pay for counseling but posted the wrong number. Wow. Yeah, um, this whole Rust movie thing, it, it it's a, it's. I don't want to say it's the end of Alec Baldwin. Live Nation, thank you, Douglas. That's exactly who it was. Um, but it was kind of weird to see on Saturday Night Live last week, they did a skit that they hammered Donald Trump, and it wasn't Alec Baldwin. I think people are staying away from Alec Baldwin. I know he's got his podcast, but hey. Who doesn't? Oh, God, if he had a call-in number on that. Oh, oh, Jesus. That would be so worth it. You know what? Hold on a second. This is going to be so bad. Alec Baldwin. What's it? The podcast. Oh, please, please. Promotes new podcast episode after Fadelman. What's it called? Uh, Alec Podcast phone number. Please say he has a phone number. Oh, let's see. Oh, it's called Here's the Thing with Alec Baldwin. Oh, no phone numbers listed. Damn it to hell. Oh, if somebody finds me that phone number, yes, I will call them. Cam agreed to join the Panthers. He's signing the contract. That's terrible. That is terrible. Uh, all right, we, we, will, we will continue on here uh, since they don't have a phone number there. Uh, oh, we got to talk about our girl here. Oh, we haven't talked about her in a while. Hold on a second here. Let's see. Make sure I can find it. Hear ye, hear ye. The former Duke of Sussex and some Yank wish to now tell you how to think. Harry drove a tank. Now he's just a wank. It's the Markles. Megan is ashamed, for nothing she is famed. Here come the Markles. Her magic's really strong, he's given up the bong. It's the Markles. The Queen's pride is hurtin'. When she's not too busy squirtin', her ginger will never last. With a shitty half-assed podcast. The fame's gone to her head, Philip's glad he's dead, it's the Markles. Oprah takes their calls, now that Harry's lost his balls, here come the Markles. How does she cast the spell, her legs lead straight to hell, it's the Markles. Here come the Markles. Call blimey, I'll still say they're a couple of wankers. Ah, uh, new court case evidence. This is not good for Megan. The Duchess's text reveal that she knew a handwritten letter to her father, Thomas, 
would be leaked, and she addressed him as daddy because, quote, it would pull at people's heartstrings. Oh. What? Yes, that was done by Ogre. Ogre, great job yet again. Fucking phenomenal. What? You're telling me that Megan intentionally did something to get public support? No. She recently won a claim that newspaper breached her privacy by publishing extracts of a letter to her father, Thomas. The letter to her estranged father was written with public consumption in mind. Megan told her former aide the handwritten letter was drafted with understanding that it would be leaked. But the Duchess of Sussex said in her own statement released today, I did not want any of it to be published. Well, wait a second. If you knew it was going to be released, why, why, why did you send it? Oh, is that because you're caught now, super pussy? Now, look, look, I don't have any great hopes that uh, the world is going to cancel her yet. Because for some odd reason, when people like this do shit, everybody looks the other way because they love this. I don't know what it is. I don't know what the public's fascination with this gal is. I real, I, I truly don't. I don't want, I, I, look, I'm just telling you right now, right now, for me to turn my back on being royalty, you better have a twin sister, identical. I mean, Elin Nordegren, it'd be about the only one. You get her and her twin sister, then I'd think about giving up my royalty. And yeah, look, I'm going to be gross. They got to do stuff to each other too. I'm sorry. I'm just saying right now. What the hell? I, I, I don't get it. I don't get it. She was a shitty actress. She held a briefcase. She's not even that hot. And the world is just fucking loving it. Oh, they're slurping her up like she's, she's free Kool-Aid. But I still don't know anybody that likes her. I don't get this. She knows exactly what she's doing by playing the media. And the media still fucking get down and worship her. Oh, I'm, I, I'm telling you right now, the only people that don't like her are me and the queen. The queen doesn't want anything to do with her. The queen's like, nope, I see right through you, bitch. Hell, even Charles is fucking blind to this shit. And I don't get it. Well, you know who else doesn't like it? The the brother. Good old uh, Willie. Willie ain't a fan. Willie and Kate. Yeah, mm mm-mm. They ain't digging this. But they got other shit to worry about because Willie's going to be the president or he's going to be the king. Pardon me. 
Dr. Pepper went down the wrong t- throat. <coughs> I just, I, I, I'm so lost with this whole Meghan Markle debacle. Here she is proving that she's using the media for her good. And then that happens. Um, all right, Matthew McConaughey. All right, all right, all right. Probably <coughs> ain't running for governor of Texas. Which I'm kind of happy about. I, I Matthew McConaughey is one of these guys I can I can take so much of. I like him. I think he's a good actor. Do I want to see him in, in the office of governor? Yeah, not so much. <coughs> he, by the way, is fully vaccinated, but refuses to get his kids ages 13, 11, and 8 shots. And says he's against vaccine mandate for children. Wow. Well, when he went back when he was in the middle of the road and everybody knew, well, now where does he stand? Where do the liberals stand on that? Um, Surgeon General Vivek Murthy responded as COVID was not harmless to kids. The U.S. is one of the first states globally to officially approve the shots for kids. I know there's a lot of people out there that have not gotten the shot, and that is your right as an American. What are you doing with your kids? Like, I, 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 I'd like to know. Are you not getting them that? And can, if they don't get vaccinated, can they still go to school? These are just questions that I have, and I do not have the answers to. Only you people that have kids have the answers to that. He says, I couldn't mandate having a vaccine to younger kids. I still want to find out more information. All right, all right, all right. He's recently given the Culture Trust Texas Medal of Arts Award. Jesus. He's an okay actor. Everybody fucking says he's great. He's a great actor. All right. All right, all right. He told Andrew Ross Sorkin that vaccination should be about personal choice in interview Tuesday. He says, I'm vaccinated. My wife's vaccinated. I didn't do it because someone told me I had to. I chose to do it. Do I think that there's any kind of scam or conspiracy? Hell no. We all got to get off the narrative. There's not a conspiracy theory on these vaccines, man. Right now, I won't vaccinate my kids because I want to find out more. And I think that's his right as a parent. But that's just me. I don't know. I don't know. There you go. So Matthew McConaughey's kids not getting it. God bless Tom Ford. Not not because he has cologne that costs five hundred dollars a bottle. Literally, he has cologne that costs. Who the fuck wears cologne that costs five hundred dollars a bottle? And by the way, it don't smell that good. I could go out and get me some turpentine and that shit smells better. But Tom Ford, who used to be a fashion designer for polo, then he went out on his own, and now he makes real, real expensive shit, has come out and he has slammed cancel culture. Bravo. 
This might intrigue me to go look at buying one of your knockoff colognes. It's like $14. He says, cancel culture. Uh, he's slamming it for inhibiting design and says he misses the time people could celebrate other cultures. He says the A-listers have become homogenized thanks to agents and managers dictating what they should wear in fear of being canceled. Old Oscar pictures before celebrities had stylists, people took even more risks. There were great things going down on the red carpet then. Oh, I didn't know that he was from Texas. Good for him. Tom Ford's from Texas. He dressed Beyonce, J-Lo, Tom Hanks, Johnny Depp, Ryan Gosling, among others. Saying cancel culture is ruining fashion. No, I think people wearing stupid-ass clothes is wearing fucking ruining fashion. Anybody who wears a swan around their body, like by Jork did, that, that, that ain't helping fashion. That's helping people like me go, wow, look how stupid this is. See, he dresses pretty classy for a fruit. I say that? Is that loud? I don't know. Is anybody there? Y'all ain't writing here anymore. Nothing coming through. Uh, Let's see. All right. No Tom Ford story here. Okay, I'm running through these stories. All right, here we go. We got a good story here. All right, all right, all right. Uh, Cape Town, South Africa. You remember the name Oscar Pistorius? Remember him, the Blade Runner, if you will? The guy who tore up the, 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 uh, what is that, the, 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 they're not quadruple, the, the, the Paralympics. Hey, Sawyer's dad, what's up, buddy? So this is a guy who, who didn't have anything below, like, his knees. And he tore up the Paralympics, and he said, you know what? I should be able to perform in the Olympics. And I, I had a big hissy fit about that. I said, there's one thing that's required to run in the Olympics, and that's feet. So he got his blades. He qualified somehow, and he lost miserably. But, 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 the, the, the world-famous double amputee. Living with his really hot girlfriend at the time, decided, oh, my gosh, she's in the bathroom. I need to open fire. And shot her like eight times, even though he knew she was in there. And he's been in an Australian prison for the last eight years. Now, I got to tell you, let let, let me just say, y'all thought prisons in America were bad? Remember, Australia is the world's Florida. So imagine being in a jail, in a prison in Florida, and it's only going to be 100 times worse because you're in Australia. You can never escape that prison. You're on an island. And secondly, I would imagine they got all kind of them deadly spiders in there. It's probably got a moat dug around it full of crocodiles. Not to mention the guards are all kangaroos, all them jacked-up kangaroos that they taught how to shoot. But now he is up for parole. He was convicted of murder in 2015, sentenced to 13 years and five months in jail. 
Well, I tell you what, they got some lax-ass laws there, don't they? Motherfucker committed murder, and he gets 13 years. He became eligible after serving half of his time in the South... Oh, I'm sorry, I said Australia. He's South African. My bad. That's my bad right there. You know, South Africans, Australians, their accents all sound the same. Oh, that's got to be even worse. South African prison. Jesus. I mean, Mandela did his ass. Uh, parole hearing was uh, scheduled for last month but canceled uh, because a meeting between Pistorius and Seacamp's parents, that's the girlfriend, had not been arranged, lawyers for both parties said. Corrections Department officials scheduled the parole hearing for October but was called off when a full report on prison time was not, wasn't available. So has he been a good prisoner? Has he been a bad prisoner? Has he been cutting up? <laughs> the Blade Runner, get it? Like, did they give him regular, like, fucking, you know, fake legs there? Because they ain't going to give him them blades. Them things are sharp. I smell a reality show with OJ and Phil Spector. (laughs) Oh, come on. You know who the dumbest person in the world is, don't you? OJ's next girlfriend. Also, uh, the parents want a face-to-face meeting before he's considered for early release, as is their right under South African victim-offender dialogue policy. Boy, that's not a meeting I'd want to do. I just got to say, man, like if I blew somebody away, I don't want to meet their mama and daddy because they ain't ever going to forgive you. I say kudos to all these parents out there. Like when they go to court, and you watch those shows, shows like Court TV and shit like that. And you see somebody who's like brutally killed one of their kids. And then the parents come there and they're like, we forgive you. Because we believe in the teachings of whatever prophets they want to put in. We forgive you. Nope. Uh-uh. No. Uh-uh. Sorry. No. Mm. I'm going to go to court and I'm probably going to end up going to prison. Yep, you, you you kill my son or daughter? Yep, mm-mm. Nope, 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 nope. Uh, I'm smelling, I'm going to put an axe in your fucking forehead. He's going to get revenge on Mel Gibson for what he did to the bad guys in Lethal Weapon 2. <laughs> the Cougarand, I have diplomatic immunity. All right, there you go. That's enough about Oscar Pistorius. The Blade Runner. What a shitbag. Uh, all right, let's see. Uh, it's a story. That, how great is this story? Over 165 customers across the country have filed complaints against Hertz. Hertz rental car? Due to the fact that they were arrested and sometime jailed for months at a time after internal tracking errors led companies to falsely report that the rental cars were stolen. About 100 new customers have come forward in the last week. 
Some of these customers were jailed for driving vehicles that were reported stolen. Even though they had paid and confirmed rental agreements for the cars. <laughs> How would that be? You're on your family vacation. You, you're going to Disney World. You've got a rental car. You're driving down that toll road in Orlando. Woo, woo. Uh, yes, I need everybody to exit the vehicle immediately with your hands up. Walk back to the sound of my voice. You get out of the car. Whoa, whoa, what's going on there? Back up, motherfucker! You see Florida cops just going crazy. Little kid gets out of the car, pooped his pants. Back up, you little shit! <laughs> Sir, I, I, I have the lease agreement. I don't give a fuck. It says it's stolen. That means it's stolen. The lead attorney, Francis Alexander Malafoy, said Hertz has a secret database of their false reports despite claiming they're unaware of the problem. How could you be unaware of that problem? How, how is it? Well, we didn't know that people were getting You didn't know. Not one person of the 165 called your fucking company and said, Hey, I just got arrested after I rented one of your damn cars. Christopher, oh, man, I'm staying away from Hertz Rental Car Company. I'll stick with Hertz Donuts. Wow. A contractor named John Oyob was arrested and hit with felony charges, jailed for three months despite having been charged for his rental. Motherfucker paid for the damn rental car. Cops didn't believe it. He was in jail for three months. Boy, he lost his butt virginity. I didn't do it. Yeah, that's what they all say here, pal. That's amazing to me. That is truly amazing. And they have all the right paperwork. They have everything that, oh, gosh. That would happen to us, yeah. So we we, we got to stay away from Hertz. Oh, you're goddamn right, Brady. I'd be like, I don't know where she got this car, officer. She told me to get in. She said she had a gun. Whoa, somebody had a major mount. Oh, wait, hold on. Who's, who's this person? I want to see what the major malfunction was. She show off some fucking hoo-ha. A popular Kiwi star of Too Hot to Handle, Larissa Townsend, suffered a major wardrobe malfunction in a racy tangerine bikini. What, she have a nip slip? Oh, yeah, she did. One of them nipples is coming on out. It's coming out to play. And why did you pixelate it? Oof, whoa, and the camel toe on her. Dear God in heaven. Don't worry, I'm sharing it. Look down. I put the story up on Mixler. It's the one that says, the blue sky makes me so happy. 
They pixelated the, the, the nipple out, but good God. Man, you could read those lips. Holy shit. Oh, God damn. She starred on Too Hot to Handle, which aired on Netflix earlier this year. Boy, her before shots are, she is ugly. Good God. Man, thank God for fucking camera filters and lots and lots of makeup. Because that gal is toe up from the flow up. Wow. That's rugged trade right there. That's 10 miles of bad fucking road. Tell you what. All right, a judge in, this is funny, a judge in Georgia has jokingly banned the elf on a shelf. Cobb County Superior Court Chief Judge Robert Leonard offered parents a gift to remove the iconic elf who has traditionally moved throughout the home. Tired of living on elf-the-shelf tyranny? Not looking forward to the elf forgetting to move and causing your kids emotional distress? I'm a public servant, and I will take the heat for this. My gift to tired parents, no more. Don't worry, everybody. I will be posting more updated adult versions of Elf on the Shelf once the holidays truly get here, which, by the way, will be after Thanksgiving. Her hips are wider than her shoulders. I ain't looking at her hips. Jesus, that gal is ugly. Just got to scroll down a couple more pictures and see her like before picture. Before filters? Yikes. Uh, all right, we're going to be ending really early today because I'm running through these stories. Uh, let's see. We got to do this. Everyone from Florida is stupid. Everyone from Florida is dumb. I might not be the brightest guy, but next to them my IQ's high. If they had guitars, here's how they'd strum. Make no mistake, Florida is the South's trash can. We have a problem in Florida right now, buddy. Yeah, we sure do. Uh, first story is out of... Oh, Jesus. The Villages. Remember, the, remember those ads? The Villages. Remember those? Where they were like they, they like had seven or eight golf courses. It was senior community living. My dad even thought about moving there, and then I put a kibosh on that because those were the highest rates of STDs in the state of Florida. We're at the villages. It was like a swinging community. Um, <laughs> this is a story about Melody Jean Smalley. Obviously, I guess it's not a senior community anymore. She's 24. And she had been drinking with friends Saturday night at the World of Beer. When she called her two sisters to come and get her. Good, she's being responsible. Her sister shows up and, well, she bit her sister. During a fight outside a bar. When her sisters arrived, she insisted on driving herself home. One of the sisters tried to stop her from getting into the driver's seat. 
Miss Smalley pulled her sister out of the driver's seat by her hair, dragging her to the ground. As they fought, the remaining sister tried to break him up. After the fight, the sister was attacked, left in her own car. The remaining sister got her drunk sister, grabbed her, put her into the backseat of her car, and she continued to argue and fight. And that's when the bite happened. Ha-cha. Goddamn Florida people. I love you fucking people. You 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 guys are great. Uh, during the argument, the sister reached back at Smalley before she <laughs> bit her sister's thumb, piercing the skin and refusing to let go. The sober sister pushed her out of the vehicle, locking herself inside as she continued to punch and kick the car. When the victim drove off, she called the sister who left, who then called 911. Police showed up, took her to jail, and later she posted a $1,000 bond. Good God. Any of y'all fixing to move to Florida, there's a government mandate to inject you with gator DNA. That's why they're bite pools all over. <laughs> Are bath salts making a comeback? In Florida? It sounds like it. Sounds like they ain't fucking around down there. No siree, they ain't. Gal bit her sister in the thumb. <laughs> Girl, you know that's my cap-flipping thumb. Now I can't snap caps across the room. God damn it. That is not our only Florida story of the day, though. No, no, no. Higher The, the education in Florida is just second to... I. I if you're losing to Florida in education as a state, you really have some fucking bad work going on there. This is in Niceville, Florida. An investigation refutes allegations that a Florida panhandle teacher subjected her students to pornography by letting them watch the R-rated movie Alexander. Now, wait a sec. How is an R-rated movie considered pornography? Some 15-year-old girl, her parents told school officials she was traumatized because a teacher was showing a movie that they considered to be pornography. But Okaloosa County Sheriff's officials said there were no probable causes to bring up charges. Teacher had a legitimate reason for showing the film to her college-level classical studies students. They also found the teacher had taken steps to limit which students watched to keep underage kids from viewing some of the more graphic scenes. There are several gay scenes in that movie. Okay. Seeing that movie is a work of charity. It shows Rosario Dawson completely naked. Her happy bags flopping left and right. Well, uh, the one bad thing is that it does star Colin Farrell. The Oliver Stone movie that stars Colin Farrell is an ancient Greek king, Alexander the Great, contains nudity and scenes of sexual assault and homosexuality. Boy, this you know what these parents are. You know what these parents are. These parents are the whack jobs that go to church every day. So y'all people in California... You don't realize 
the abundance of how many people actually do go to church all the time. And it ain't because y'all are heathens. It's because y'all are fucking regular. Growing up in the South, you, you see churches everywhere. And you always see cars in the parking lot. Let me break this down how it works. We'll start with Sunday. Sunday, you got your Sunday school service. And then you, you, you go to the big, the, the big room, the sanctuary, and you hear Sunday church. Now, depending on what kind of church it is, let, let's go down the road of Pentecostals because I know what I'm talking about here. And there are a lot of Pentecostals in the South. So you do your Sunday school. You talk about how you're going to hell for everything you've ever done. Then you go up to the sanctuary and you go to big church and you hear about why you're going to hell for everything you've ever done. Then, depending on how good of a showman the preacher is, he can either end service or then he calls for people to come down and get saved. Even most of the people that are in the congregation have been baptized and are saved. But he still wants people to come on down. And he usually does that on Sundays when the Cowboys have a fucking home game and they're on early. Not that I ever had to withstand that. So then you get done with church, you say your goodbyes, it takes you about a half hour to leave because everybody's got to talk. You get home in time to have a little lunch, maybe see the tail end of the Cowboys game. Thanks, Pastor Roush, dick. Then you go back for Sunday night service. Sometimes they got some shitty-ass food there, somebody who thinks they can cook which they can't, you got Sunday night service. Sunday night service is shit. It's, it, it's horrible. You pretty much just recap the earlier service. So then Monday, Monday you got men's meetings. Tuesday, that's the ladies' auxiliary, and that's the ladies' meetings. Wednesday night's everybody church. Wednesday night, everybody goes. Kids go. If, you, if you're a kid in the Pentecostal church, you go to this thing called the Royal Rangers, which is Cub Scouts, but Cub Scouts that the troop leader is Jesus. So you got your Royal Ranger meetings, you know, and you're, you're I, I don't know what they call the girls meetings. I, I, I forget. I've washed it out of my brain. Thursday's usually about your only day off for church. That's about the only day that you have to yourself. Friday is help clean up the church. Saturday is some kind of mixer, some kind of lock-in for the youth group. And then we're back at Sunday. Yep, that's a dead-on description of every church I went to as a kid. I'm Catholic now. 5 a.m. Mass on Sunday means I have the rest of the day to watch football. Yeah, see, Catholics got to figure it out. You go to your Mass, you go say your Hail Marys, you say you're Our Fathers, boom, 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 you're gone. Now, the one bad thing about the Catholics that I've noticed are their weddings last forever. My sister, who was not Catholic at the time, who converted to marry her Italian husband, they asked me to be in the wedding. I thought that was pretty cool. I'll never forget this. And they've been married now for shit. Next year will be 40 years they were married. And I mean to tell you, 
it's like you're at a fucking rap concert. You're sitting, you're up. You're sitting, you're up. You're sitting, you're up. Her goddamn wedding took at least an hour and a half in the church. And then we went to the reception, and she got married in, like, August or July, some hot month, because she knows how important college football is, so I'll give her that. But she got married, right? And it was hot. And I've always been akin and a liking wearing shorts. I had a pair of shorts underneath my tuxedo. I had shorts and a T-shirt underneath my tuxedo. And I looked at my dad at the reception. I'm like, can I change now? And he goes, change? I said, yeah, you said I could bring a change of clothes. Said, no, you can't change. you got to wear that. I was like, no, you said, no, no. God damn it, Arnie. I said, you got to wear that goddamn thing. No, for fuck's sake. Had to wear that goddamn tuxedo the entire day. If you ever meet my sister, make sure you try to find one of her wedding pictures of me where I am not smiling, not happy at all. Which night do they handle the snakes? Start talking in tongues and convulsing on the floor like a toga party in Animal House. Well, now, that, that's, that's the super Pentecostals with, with the snakes. Other Pentecostals speak in tongues all the time. That, that was my, that was, oh, God, I remember my mother elbowed me so hard one day. There's this old boy at our church. His name was Danny Noah. Danny Noah was an old guy. And somebody would get the Holy Spirit in them, and they'd start speaking in tongues. Now, I don't know what language they were speaking. I don't know if it was, you know, Hebrew. I don't know if it was, I definitely know it wasn't Spanish. But they're, they're, they're going through all kinds of stuff. And so they, they speak their, their tongues, and then somebody they get somebody to interpret it. And that somebody was always Danny Noah, this old man, no matter what. And I'd seen him do this a bunch of times. Somebody else would start to interpret, and Danny would just yell over him. Danny had this big, booming voice for an old man. And he would shut people down. Well, one time Danny wasn't at church. And I thought to myself, I'm like, this is true story here. This is for real. We're in there, and we're sitting there. And it's like 1140. I'm like, let's wrap this shit up. Because if Danny ain't there, I don't know who. And and nobody will say anything because everybody's afraid of Danny. And we're sitting there. And somebody had just gotten done speaking tongues. And I was just going to fucking, I was going to have some fun. I was going (laughs) to, I was just going to go and speak whatever it was. Jesus said that we should all go home and watch the cowboy game. The end. I, I mean, it was going to be something like that. As I started to take a deep breath, like before you're about to speak in public, like I did that and my mother's elbow was buried in my side. That breath I just took, gone. I was so bummed out. She gave me a look. She didn't even say anything to me afterwards. She just gave me a look like, do not fuck around. You're in church now, boy. Yeah. I specifically told my priest my uh, legs got numb standing too long, so he made sure the Catholic wedding was the fast version without the entire Mass. Oh, God, you're lucky. I'm Christian, and we only go to church on Sunday. Uh, There's Bible study groups and celebrate recovery on weekday nights if you want to go. 
He also drank whiskey from my flask, so that was cool. Then he was afraid he'd end up in a lumber mill. It was speaking in tongues that got me to leave American-style Christianity. I can't believe in the hocus-pocus aspects of the religion. Yeah, well, that was the church my dad found. Oh, God, I'll never forget. That That was some fun shit. My church, I, I love my church story. Look, here, I'll tell you now. So by my senior year, I was not really that welcome in the church anymore. <laughs> my senior year of high school, because I had gone down the dark, dark, twisted road of alcohol. And pretty much everybody at the church knew because they heard stories. There were a bunch of kids from my school whose parents went there and their kids weren't allowed to hang out with me, which I didn't want to hang out with those Jesus freaks anyway. So one day, we, uh, I, I, I was 18. It was my senior year. It was, it was like springtime. And the night before, I went out, and I got all kind of fucking hammered. I mean, I got shithoused. I, I think I drank Mad Dog 2020. I think I drank Mickey's that night and had a few shots of Jack Daniels. Well, next morning, girls around. I hear mom and dad getting ready for church, and my mom goes, you got to go. you got to go to at least Sunday school. And I'm sitting there going, I'm 18 years old. I ain't got to do but I ain't going to say that to my mom. I said, all right, I'll go to Sunday school. We'll take two cars. I'll be there. Okay. I didn't even shower. I, I put on a dress shirt, put on a tie. I should, probably shouldn't have been driving because I was still fucked up. Got to Sunday school, went to the, you know, the, the, the upper class, and there was a girl in there, the, the I, girl I ended up taking to homecoming. Her name was Cheryl. She was pretty hot. But uh, she was in my Sunday school class, and she just looks at me, and she starts laughing. She's like, did you go to so-and-so's party last night? And I was like, yeah. And we're sitting there, right? And they're going through, I don't know, Mark or Luke or one of the New Testament books. And, and I looked at the Sunday school teacher. I said, I got to go to the bathroom. Can you hold on a second? I was like, God damn it. I, I, I didn't say God damn it. I was like, I really got to go. He said, just hold on. And, and as they said, just hold on. I just went. Bleh! I mean, it was beyond projectile. It was so bad. <laughs> Yeah, right in the middle of the classroom. And and the teacher's like, yeah, why, why don't you go ahead and go to the bathroom? They called the janitor. The janitor was down there cleaning. And I kid you not, this is true. This is hand-to-God shit right here. So there's only about 15 minutes left in Sunday school. They've excused me from the class, so I'm just waiting to go upstairs and let my parents know I'm not feeling too good. I'm going to go home because I had to check in with them so they could make sure that I went to Sunday school. I later in life, like two months later, figured out a way to drive to church to show them I went to Sunday school, hide in the car until about 1050, and then see them go, hey, I'm going to go home. And then I'd go home, which is what I should have done that day. Because as I walked upstairs, I noticed that everyone, and I'm not kidding about this, everyone was looking at me. Now, there were only six kids in this class, and they ranged from me at 18 and this girl at 18 
all the way down to about maybe 16 was the youngest. And there are some straight-edge kids in there. And I walked upstairs, and everyone was looking at me. And then my parents came from downstairs, and my mother looked at me, and she goes, you threw up in Sunday school. I was like, how in the hell did you know? My mom just goes, go home. I was like, okay. Goodbye. My dad, <laughs> that's why I love my dad so much. My dad was laughing. <laughs> dad was laughing. <laughs> oh, God damn it. Those small, non-whack job type neighborhood churches are nice, Cowboys Girl. It's mega churches. Oh, God, yeah. Oh, I hate the mega churches. Now, now, wait a second. Christopher, we do not speak ill of faith healers on this show. Oh, they're charlatans like nobody's business, but man, can those guys put on a show. Fucking Benny Hinn is the truth. Someone should have stood up, clapped their hands loudly, and said, Satan, be gone when you were out. Look, I, 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 I love faith healers. But my favorite one of all time was Richard Roberts, son of Oral Roberts. My grandmother would watch them. And, and see, that's where I learned. I learned about the church watching them on TV and how phony and shitty they were. Richard Roberts is sitting there, and he's doing his little talk show on the Oral Roberts Network. And all of a sudden, like in mid-sentence, Richard would be like, hold that thought, and he'd look right in the camera. I mean, he's breaking down the third, fourth, fifth wall of everything. And he'd look in the camera, and he would give the most vague, most uh, someone out there right now is feeling back pain. Brother or sister, whoever it is feeling back pain, I have that back pain too. Now, if you put your hand on this screen and pray with me and then send me $22, that back pain will be gone. I I loved Richard Roberts. And then I found Benny Hinn. And when Benny Hinn takes his jacket off and he sways at it people or waves it at people and they fall down because... The jacket is so full of the Holy Spirit. Dude, that, that's must-see TV right there. That shit I can't turn away from. I love that shit. Adios, Ogre. Have a great day, my friend. All right, last story of the day here. Here we go. This is so bad. It happened in Massachusetts. This was during the funeral of Andrew Serrano. He's having a funeral. Nobody likes going to funerals. Funerals are tough. Well, they were at the Bellevue Cemetery, and one of the straps on the casket lowering device snapped. Now, I know you're probably thinking in your head, well, that's not good. If you are thinking that, you would be... 100%. Correct the mundo. According to a lawsuit filed last Wednesday in the Essex Superior Court, 
This was one of the statements that was read. When the casket broke apart, Mr. Serrano's corpse fell out of the casket into the grave and began oozing fluid. In full view of the horrified family who had became physically distraught and hysterical. And not the hysterical that I am right now. They were freaking the fuck out. Several distraught family members leapt into the grave to get his body. The family alleges negligence and recklessness, infliction of emotion and distress. Names the city of Lawrence, E&J Memorial Services, and the Bellevue Cemetery Board of Trustees, and they are looking for more than $50,000 in damages. And let me just say, they're going to get it. Holy shit. I mean, damn. That's just, holy shit. That's what would be said if me or Tommy were at that damn funeral. If that shit happened. Holy shit. Oh, that'd be fantastic for us, not the family. Uh, All right, that is going to do it for us today. Thank you so much, Ass Family, for being here. Remember, today is uh, Thursday. And that means today I get to go to Bucky's. Bucky's, yay! Bucky's! Bucky's, yay! Today's Copenhagen Day, so I got to go do that. Uh, We will be back tomorrow, same Arnie time, same Arnie channel. Until then, please remember, every room you walk in is better. Why? Because you are in there, my friends. So y'all have a great Thursday, Friday Eve, if you will. And I will talk to y'all tomorrow. Adios, everybody. Gonna be a long one, another graveyard shift As he says goodbye to his wife and kids It's been his life, just like his dad's Driving away under the weight of the badge He's seen it all in his 15 years Watching our backs, facing our fears Lord knows it ain't no easy task Keeping us safe under the weight of the badge He swore that oath to protect and serve Pours his heart and soul into both those words Lays his life on the line And the line he walks is razor fine Tempered strength is always tough But he ain't gonna buckle under the weight of the bag his wife and kids praying by his bed He said I'm gonna be alright There's just sometimes you gotta fight And the truth is nothing truer could be said I do it for us And I do it for them And I ain't gonna buckle under the weight of the past
got an answer And it's all in the hand of is outside waiting to arrest him.